and welcome to episode 371 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. The chairman of the Betty Boo Karaoke Fan Club, Mr. <coughs> Tony Esmond. Doing the do, but not as much as uh, Dan did last week. Got a bit hot under the collar last week, didn't it? Do you notice? Yeah, was, you know. Yeah. She got uh, quite uh, excited when she met you, my friend. I Don't have this effect on women, Tony. <laughs> Sorry? You have that effect on me, Dan. <laughs> and you also have the that effect on this week's guest. Yes, we're joined by a friend of the show, host of the Mega City Book Club podcast, and now anthology editor. It's Eamon Clark. Hello, sir. Ex- Excelsior. Welcome, Eamon. Excelsior. Hey, <laughs> That's what editors say, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Are you more on the sort of Stanley, or you? what about who else could you be? Who are you modelling the way that you deal with people? You know, is it more uh, Jim Shooter or, you know? Pat, the Pat Mills and the Mills bomb. Uh, yeah. yeah. The Clark bomb. David Bishop. So 20 years later, there'll be a documentary and I'll say, yeah, I was a bit of an arsehole. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what but everyone, yes. everyone likes to think that, don't they? 20 years later, they'll be able to sort of own up to it in a documentary. But the documentary never happens. No, well, yeah. I'd love to see, I think there is one, one on well. Shooter, isn't there? I think I've never seen it, but apparently there's one you can get on Shooter. I think they is kickstarted it. Okay. Yeah, I'd like oh, to see okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they did. Pre- 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 or someone like that, did it? They do mention it at, at the beginning of Jurassic Park, though, don't they? Do they? If you know the reference I'm talking about. Shooter! No. Oh, right, okay. Shooter! Oh, come on. Jesus, Vince. Dan watched the new one today, didn't you? That is gold. Stop Terrible. taking my gold and spinning it and destroy you bastards. Welcome to the show, <laughs> everyone. Um, it's it in your ears. We, it's we, us. We, <laughs> we are here for another fun one this week. Yes, Eamon's going to be here for the whole show. Um, yeah. It's his punishment. Um, <laughs> he did text me saying, can you just go easy on me today? That's yeah. why he texted me this day. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling fragile. <laughs> Showed weakness there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, and we're going to be talking about all comics, great and small, as well as more info about the upcoming anthology DUI number two. How yeah. that came to be, uh, Eamon stepping into the editor's shoes, and they were big shoes to fill. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How that's been, there are Harris's, and yeah. do you know where you can get issue one. Go where? Where? Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah. Do, do you, was that was that everyone's attempt to try and segue into a comic house? I thought it. I thought it. You could, I thought there was some left. I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I just... I've saved one. I've got two, but I've saved one in case I ever meet Jamie McDonald. What? Oh right. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to do want to read DUI number one, you can find that as well as a plethora of other comics on our lovely sponsors comic houses website yes yeah. they're an indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as we do as much as you do because that's probably why you listen to the show if you like independent comics and and probably just hearing a bunch of men ranting about <laughs> something uh, <laughs> but <laughs> comic house if you go to comichouse.com there's a huge selection of titles on the database it's being added to all the all the time, if you self-publish, you can list your book on there. It's another avenue to start selling the the books and get them out to a whole new audience, as well as the Comic House app. Yes, it's brilliant. It's like Netflix for comics, basically. It's three three pounds a month. You get access to an enormous library of indie comics that's being added to all the time. What's on there at the moment, Dan? 
Well, I was just checking out a new title on the app. Uh, it's called Submit or Die, Volume 1. Newspaper and Magazine Submissions by Cam Hayden. Uh, and the story starts hmm. goes, During the pandemic, I decided to start submitting cartoons to a bunch of newspapers and magazines. I'm making them for my patron site anyway. What's the worst thing that could happen? Getting a rejection? Getting ignored? Well, yes. In some cases, that's what's happened. In other cases, I actually found some cool publications that are into taking my weird comics and putting them in front of people. Some of these cartoons appear in newspapers and then vanish forever. So I thought I'd collect them here. There you go. 29 pages of all the, the cartoons that... Uh, cam has uh put together and it's got a very kind of uh underground-y kind of feel i think that might oh, be like the idea of that mm, yeah i'll have a look at that yeah nice yeah nice. i missed that I, I looked at the site the other day i didn't see that one yeah. is it you said it's a new one or yeah new to the app yeah oh okay i'll have looked yes today so and there's yeah. loads of stuff being added to the app all the time as well as work from past guests probably future guests and more in between from all over the world mm. so definitely Go to ComicHouse.com, find out more, and uh, get a 14-day free trial today. And thank you to the yep. Comic House guys, as always, for sponsoring the show. And putting up with these ads. Yep. <laughs> brilliant ads. They are brilliant. I, uh, as, super professional. As a writer, I have to go back and check past issues of Vanguard on there. What's <laughs> that easy fucking guy's it. name? And go, <laughs> yeah. oh, there it is. <laughs> is, that, is that an easier reference tool for you, then? Than looking through uh, your... You I can't have... go on the site. You, but you, you it, must have lots of files, but surely you've got hard drives of. Um, well, yeah, but then if you have things. to fire up, fire up the computer and then like, open the document, it's easier just if I've got the tablet and I'm drawing on it or writing on it. I just open up the app and oh, scan see, through yeah. to. Yeah. Thing is, when you write a long-term comic like that, you must have been through about four laptops by now. You know, you transferring files and going to drop. Yeah, fuck me. I think I'm in my pain, third, or, third or fourth computer now. Yeah, yeah. It's been it. worth yeah. it though. All, all those uh, microchips dying for Vanguard have been worth it. Well worth it. Well worth it. It's hard to access those floppy disks now, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Floppy disks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I always worry about the backwards compatibility of like some of the file formats you saved it in. Because yeah. one day oh, you open up and go, well, nope, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's well, a lot of that in comics at the moment, isn't there? Yeah. I wonder yeah. how many of your PSDs have been flattened when you didn't want them to be flattened down. Well, there's one in this issue, which is really fucking oh. grinding my gears. So I've got to go and sort that out at some point. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. It's fun. Anyway. I don't know what that means. Well, people, uh, there's a lot of people that, are, that probably have known that experience, that Photoshop experience of working on Oh, it's files. Photoshop, is it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah Tony. Get, with, get down with the kids, Tony. Come oh, on. I can't be bothered. <laughs> does, it, does it give you access to pornography? Because I'll download it then for sure. What, Photoshop? Yeah. Uh, yes, well, it does. Oh, I'll get a copy. Just go, just go along with it. Just go along with it. I'll get a copy of that then, straight yeah. away. Oh, I just bought it. It's like a shop of photos. <laughs> it's like a f- photographic shop. Oh, um, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> You've uh, went on to our guest. You've had oh. to get your head around all this, haven't you, Eamon? Yeah, I have. Yes, I had to get uh, a bit better at Photoshop than I was previously. I wasn't very good previously. I had to buy the full version and get to grips with all the manipulating all various people's artwork and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's been a sort of learning experience for me. Oh, yeah. um, fortunately, I had some expert help and advisors. I also had Tony. And, um, <laughs> I think you and referred to them as design monkeys, I believe. Uh, is the well, <laughs> Dan, 
Dan was extremely helpful. Um, yeah. And for a couple of weeks, I sort of ran him ragged with all these changes I kept making. Oh, isn't to the no problem. Back matter. Uh, <laughs> so thank you, Dan. It was very helpful. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll I've agree with some, Dan on that. I'll say, I'll say, Dan, you, I know you said that again to me yesterday that you run run Dan Ragged, but I think he's used to that with various clients and you were, you were quite an yeah. easygoing client. Oh, yeah, God, but yeah. The only yeah. funny bit of it is you sent him a present, which was a book, and Vin- yeah. Dan's like, who sent me this? Who's got my address? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who sent it to me. It did have a gift note in it, but no kind of mention of who sent it. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. It might have been Tony. Right. Might have been Tony. And then uh, when he said no, I was like, fuck. I didn't know it, yeah. it could be then. And I'd forgotten that Eamon had said, oh, I've sent Dan something, so I wasn't any help. Yeah, I I mean, I had to learn all the Photoshop stuff. Um, What's it called? Dan Insight is what you use. It's InDesign. InDesign. Yeah, Yeah. that's still a little bit beyond me. But but, um, I did a lot of Photoshop work. You know, actually moving people's artwork around and sorting out the page designs was less fun. So less bother than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be sort of sweating blood up about that. But actually mm. some of the doing the back matter and the covers was more, you know, was trickier. And that's where I needed Dan's help and a bit of help from Rob Jones, who's done mm. uh, some of the lettering right. for the issue. And he was very helpful as well. Well, great. I mean, it's, it's all coming together to be a, a lovely, you know, just an, just another absolute home run of an issue I mean the second album is always the difficult one isn't it when the first one is um, so successful but to our lovely listeners who are wherever or whenever you're listening to this I think Eamon it's best for you to take it away with what is DUI 2 I know it, it listeners to this show if you're regular listeners you kind of know what it is and we've talked about it in the past but this might be someone's first show I remember yeah any show is someone's first show. That's piggybacking off Stanley. That's what Stan says. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So DUI, um, what? Tell us more about it and what it is. So drawn under the influence. This is issue two. It's an A4 charity anthology comic, and it goes back to Sarah Harris and you guys last year because you guys started basically. A bunch of drink and draw Zoom calls during lockdown. Didn't yeah, yeah. Run, I think it's like once by, a month or something, yeah, isn't it? Run by, by the wonderful by Tom. Tom Curry. Yeah, there you go. The fourth Beatle. Yeah, and <laughs> actually, we're four Beatles, aren't we? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ringo, by the way. Just seeing if anyone wanted to write in. Yeah, not even uh, the best drummer the, in the, the, the fourth best. The fourth best drummer. Got <laughs> 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 uh, a lot of ladies, though, didn't he? And, hey? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you got Barbara back there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it came up at one of the drink and draws then last year when um, you guys were talking basically about why there weren't any sort of small press anthology comics. Uh, and then I think Sarah Sarah had taken a drink or two. Is that right, Tony? Yeah, I think she had a wig on, which I'm not allowed by law to call a sex wig. No, <laughs> not anymore. No. No. So Sarah Harris suggested, yeah, we should do one. And in fact, I'll edit it. She said she'd edit it. So last year, she edited the first issue of DUI. It came out last year and raised close to a thousand pounds for refuge. Yeah, uh, I think it I was think, pretty Tony, much. Something like yeah, that. I think, um, I think yeah. she sort of declared 900 and something and then some more came in. So around a thousand, I'm going to say. Yeah, right. yeah, which is good. And it was, you know, it's a great anthology comic. There's loads of great creators in there. Uh, Jane McDonald actually makes an appearance in it, which I yeah. think is why Tony's 
hanging on to a copy for her. Um, one and, day, one day. Yeah. And the last time I was on this podcast, you probably remember, um, I was supposed to be going off to university again to go and do a master's in comics and graphic novels at the oh, University yes. yeah. of East Anglia in Norwich. And then they cancelled the course. They pulled the plug on me. Uh, oh, they, huh. they, they only ran the course for one year. And of course, unfortunately, I think their first year was, you know, the year of COVID, first year of COVID. And so I don't think they had a great, um, a, a lot of interest. I was terribly excited to be accepted. And I suspect I might yeah. be the only one actually applied. Um, and <laughs> there was, when I, when I t told Tony about this, Tony made, I mean, the truth of the matter is the reason I'm editing issue two is because Tony's got the pictures, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got these. Yeah. And the plasticine model. Yeah, exactly. Oh um, but God. Tony did say at, at one point, he did ask me what I was going to do with all this surplus comic energy. Yeah. And then, of course, what happened then is, as Vince said at the start of the show, I've got a podcast called Mega City Book Club. And Sarah Harris came on my podcast to talk about a misty volume, one of that, you know, that great, uh, slightly obscure British comic that Pat Mills, another Pat Mills creation yeah. uh, that she's a huge fan of. And while she was on my on my podcast, she was talking about editing DUI one and sort of you know telling me about it. And it, I just got this idea. I thought, oh, I know she doesn't want to do another one, but what if I volunteered to do another one? Hmm. Uh, so basically, that's what happened. I sort of I spoke to Tony about it. Tony acted like a complete uh, freak of nature and actually rang me up. He phoned me. Honestly. <laughs> That's right. What's happening to the world? And people are ringing. I did ring you. And I think when it, whenever I ring you now, you go, hello? Yes. And it's like, what? What's happening? I didn't know my phone made this noise. And then I usually say, are you on the toilet? Yeah. That's how the conversation goes. But yeah, I rang That's you. usually how it goes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and so Tony and I talked about it. Sarah and I talked about it. And basically, that's it, really. That's how I've ended up um, putting together issue two having never done anything like this before. It's all completely new to me. So well, I suppose I the question is, have you, have you been enjoying it, dude? Have you been enjoying doing it? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely right. loved it. Good. That's there good. Were, I mean, there were moments when, you know, I thought, oh, my God, what am I doing? And is this going to work? And there were moments when, you know, as any editor does, um, I mean, you know, the moments truth of frustration maybe knows, or so something. Yeah. Yeah. Frustration. Yeah. And I, yeah, you know, as Tony knows, I'm a great big softie and I don't like upsetting people. And I did have to upset a few people um, mm. along the way. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been great fun. It's been absolutely uh, an enjoyable experience. It's been all been new to me. The We've got, as you know, we've got two printer's proofs physical copies in our hands or i have anyway they, they, you then, got home yesterday because i saw you yesterday didn't i and you got home yes because i said oh have you got it and you went no it's not arrived yet it's not arrived yet and then literally you got home and it had arrived while you've been out i think is that right exactly it turned yeah. up yesterday while i was standing for two and a half hours in the <laughs> midday hell. sun uh, <laughs> while tony was round the corner in the pub drinking ginger beer um non-alcoholic <laughs> of course um but yeah it's been great fun. And so we've got a second charity anthology. Like I said before, it's an A4 book. It's got 60 pages. Uh, it's got 40 different creators have been involved with it in some way or other. Wow, um, that's good. This time we've chosen to do it for Cancer Research UK. So it's going to be nine quid 
for a physical copy and three pounds of that is going to go to Cancer Research UK and the rest of it is just basically to cover the costs of producing the book um, and it will be available to order hopefully within the next week or two good uh, yeah as that base with it being a charity thing, this is something I, I think that some people need to bear in mind because when they hear anthology or accepting submissions or this, or all of this stuff, you're no doubt just going to get inundated with lots of different stuff. Or people, you know, people have got something they've been a story they've been thinking about doing for ages, or something that they've had on the boil, or this, that, and the other. But I think when it's a charity book, I think that should affect how you go into it because I per, me personally I'd be thinking it would be quite important to me that it's a charity book this isn't a get my work out there kind of yes you know yeah I mean? agreed it's agreed. not it's, it's not a this isn't a personal marketing tool for me this is let's do something cool and we'll be able to make money you know for charity yeah. from it now how important was the charity angle for you Eamon in terms of like just thinking about the project as a whole not in the way it affected your editing but you know the fact that this was a charity book well i mean it's 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 always nice to do something that you feel like the whole community is is doing something to help raise some money you know that everybody's yeah. doing it basically for the love of comics as you yeah, everyone did it know. for free didn't they yeah yeah mm. everybody does it for free it's all doing it for love of comics and they're raising a bit of money for charity at the same time um it did i mean tony and i basically were the editorial committee and whenever <laughs> i had a problem i would whatsapp tony and then immediately he would phone me on the toilet uh, and we'd have a discussion about it. I think, to be fair, I think, I think you, I think you, were the kind of what I felt it was is you would say, "Right, I'm thinking about doing this. Just let me know what you think." And so you kind of made the decision. But I don't think yeah. I ever got to the point where I disagreed. I think we, you know, everything you said, and I said, "Nah, yeah, quite right too." Or you said, "What you said, this is a bit strong. What do you think of this?" And I think, "Yeah, yeah, that's not right." You know, I think, I think I don't think yeah. we ever disagreed. And I think you had your mind pretty much made up you just needed sort of some a little bit of confirmation from me i suppose yeah know? i mean yeah tony's produced comics and and you know well you all you guys have and you you know he knew more of the nitty-gritty about it and he backed me up on stuff yeah. i mean there was two there's two things firstly was we said it at one of the drink and draws when we launched it um we said we're after new stuff yeah. you know we're, we're not after the script that you've had rejected you know by everybody else um yeah. mm. and i don't i don't think we were as oversubscribed as sarah was last year we were oversubscribed yeah i think with the sarah one i know she put it out on twitter which I'm, i think you might be getting onto in a second we had a lot of people just come out of the woodwork um yeah, gotcha. and say I'll, I'll do it and you're thinking you've never come to drink and drawers you're not really active in the community you know we ne we've never met you at a convention for example you know, it's probably just chancing your luck to try and get in a comic, you know? Mm. A bit of self-promotion yeah. almost, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, the next morning, because I think, I think if you remember, Tony, I said it at the drink and draw on the Friday evening, and I think the next day I was off to Cornwall for two weeks, and uh, I think in the morning I'd had four scripts sent to me already. <laughs> right, um, yeah. You know, it's like, blimey, that's quick, guys. Where You know, where were you keeping those? Um, yeah. So, you know, we were after new stuff and then the second point about doing a charity anthology which tony's already alluded to i think is that um some of the stuff 
you know, it's a, it's a, I think it's a teen plus rated comic. Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing we said on the Slack was it's a comic by adults for adults, but by, you know, adults who might want to show it to their mom. And okay. we did yeah. get a couple, couple of submissions that were a bit, you know, a bit too much, weren't they, Tony? I think. Yeah. Um, the way I think I thought about it, I remember now when you sent them through to me was like, you've just been watching the boys. You know, is kind of how yeah. I thought some of them come okay. across a bit. Yeah. And and if you join that up with the way we lark about in here, I think just didn't feel quite right for the anthology. You know. Yeah. Maybe the anthology after dark it would have been better for or something mm. like that. You know? Yeah. 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 The, the the blue edition, you know, possibly. I mean there was some there was <laughs> I, th- some... I think I think that oh, in some ways that that's that's a little bit of the crutch of this show. Uh, you know, because like, yeah. we we have the laugh. Uh, you know, we have these silly laughs, and we tell like off-color jokes or or something, or just self-deprecating humor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But make no mistake, people, when we when we sit down to do a project, especially a project like this, it's it's treating it professionally. It's like yeah, right, this, this has to yeah. be appropriate. Yeah. You know, and and you know, and if someone sort of goes, "Oh, well, you just joke about on your show," that's that's this. This is this is a completely different thing. Yeah. yeah, I think you can look at some of our. I mean, if you look at Hidden Lives, it's like that. The three of us worked on that together, didn't we? Yeah, you know, and that's yeah, that's yeah. that. You know, you would never put the, this and that together, would you? And I think yeah. if you're doing it an anthology, like an annual anthology, as it, you know, it looks like it's feeling like at the moment. We might hear more in a minute, but the um, that's what it's got to be. It's got to be an anthology for charity, you mm. know, for whatever charity mm. is applying itself yeah. to. And let's not forget the first one was to um, shelter, which is a domestic yeah. abuse charity. So you've got to be careful, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. as well as. Um, the contact with the charity because obviously you can't just sort of say i'm doing this for charity and they'll just get the money at the end have you had like talk to the charity themselves because obviously sometimes if it, people charities want stuff to be you know they want people to raise money for them but you know if if someone just turns i'll be honest goes, i never have I, I i'm going to yeah. go around just punching children for charity i think that the charity might say <laughs> uh, steady on yeah Mind you, if you can yeah. it, it's acceptable. <laughs> you kind of, yeah, you got to kind of have that in the back of your mind that yeah. would they would they want this? And yeah, yeah, yeah would they want it? Is kind of where I think. Yeah, about it. yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. do you ever find it weird when you kind of suddenly have to switch? Because we treat making the comic and editing the comic like seriously, but sometimes when it's like, oh fuck, this has got a bit heavy now, and you have to kind of bring in like real world job skills, if you know what I mean, to talk to people or communicate with people and say that this this ain't right and it. it I've been through scenarios myself like that, and I always kind of it's a bit of a kind of a splash in the face of cold water when you have to make that switch. I think you've got to stand up and speak speak about it. I think having applied to anthologies in the past and just been ghosted by them, I think that's probably yeah. worse. You know, oh, I'd rather God, someone yeah, just said, yeah, yeah, "I'm not yeah. going to take this; it's just not right for the issue." Or we got yeah, but there's, tell me, there's a way of replying, responding, yeah. isn't it, of saying that uh, yeah. we liked it, but it's just not right for this. Uh, yeah. Good luck in the future, blah blah. Yeah. yeah, and we, yeah. we did a fair bit of that. I mean, as I say, we didn't have... I think Sarah had a load of, you know, um, extra submissions last year. We, were, we we did have more than we needed, and we did have to have some sort of careful, polite conversations with people and say, we don't think it's quite for us, Yeah, but thank you. Um, and, and, you know, Tony and I were in... Yeah, various WhatsApp and messaging groups, and we had a few sort of moments where we were being very sort of, trying to be very diplomatic and polite about stuff, and, you know. And, and yeah, you've heard it also, here, folks. You've heard it here first, folks. That was me. <laughs> was polite and diplomatic, 
and of course, I also had to, I, I had to edit people. <laughs> yes. Um, and I was think actually, I was thinking about this recently because, of course, Alan Grant died. And there's that famous story that Alan Grant picked an Alan Moore Future Shock story off the slush pile at 2008. He was the one who identified him and then oh, wow. basically wrote back to Alan Moore and said, yeah, we like this, but 30% less words. And I did feel like that sometimes that, you know, saying to people, yeah, there's an awful lot of, there's an awful lot of words here. I even, I even cut down Tony's um, script yeah, a bit as well. And Tony was Tony was extremely good about it. Tony said, well, you're yeah, the, fine. You, man, you're the editor. The you can tell the truth, Eamon. Just don't, look, I know he's here, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. No, I, honestly, I yeah. believe if you're the editor, you're the editor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it needs to be done more. I think yeah. Eamon absolutely applied himself to each story and each panel and each sequence of panels, you know. And I think you've got to do that as an editor. I don't, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of small press editors in, you know, apostrophes, who don't do anything? They just go, yeah, that's lovely, you know. And I think I think you need to apply yourself to the strip more. Yeah. yeah, and he certainly yeah. did that. And I like that. I like having an editor's thoughts and opinions, and what he says goes, or she yeah. says goes. Yeah. You know? And also, like you're in control of the final quality of the the piece. Do you know yeah, what I mean? you're the yeah. one who has can see the wood for the trees. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I mean, you know, we had, um, I mean, for instance, our friend Gary Hill. You know, he's got a four-page story in DUI 2, and he was in DUI 1. Yeah. And he sent us, I think he sent us a couple of things, and we liked the four-page story, but we, you know, I think Gary would be all right with us saying this. We said to him, you know, it needs less words. And also, there's a there's a bit here that needs to be shifted to the first page, and, you know, and it was fine. We sort of, we, so we talked through it, and it was no problem in it, at all. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so I didn't expect I would be having to do quite so much of that. But, you know, as you, as Tony says, when you're the editor, you just have to, to work through some of the stuff with people. And it was fine. Everybody involved. And like I say, there's 40 of us, I think 40 creators all together on the credits page. Um, everybody involved was really good about it. You know, if we made suggestions and alterations... Uh, I don't think anybody came back to us and said just no, did they, Tony? Everybody said no. I don't oh, think yeah, so. We'll look no. at that again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I actually see an editor as um, a creative. I know we had this conversation, God, what three or four years ago with Shelley Bond, didn't we? I actually see, and I know Martin would agree with this um, when he worked with her. Martin Simmons is she's a part of the creative team, you know. And I think an editor should be part of the creative team. It's not like yeah. a sausage factory, like it appears to be at some major companies at the moment. You've got to have those meetings about form and craft and um, yeah, story, and, story and, arcs and stuff. Understand the book, like you, you yeah. if something came up and said, "Hold on, that character wouldn't do this. Why is this character doing this?" Yeah, or we're looking at mate, can you shorten this to the four pages? This it feels like a much shorter story. Yeah, or, you know, this needs to be. You know, there's all this sort of thing that can be discussed, and that's part of the creation of, of it. Yeah, collaborating to kind of get the best out of it. You want to use everyone's sort of respective talents. I feel like it can all go wrong if you start getting your ego a bit too kind of yeah. involved in it and. And I think with a charity project, I think there is that different dynamic because they're not getting paid, I suppose. Mm. What do you think, Eamon? It almost well, changes the relationship a bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, in a way, I can't speak to that because I've never been involved in a project where people have been paid for their submissions. This is my first yeah. time. But, you know, I think the fact that it was 
a charity project. I think the fact that it was from a community, a community that's, you know, been together, brought together through this podcast and through the Drink and Draws. Yeah. And the fact that it was, it's a project that is just about the love of creating comics. I think everybody, um, you know, responded on that basis and said, well, we're go- I'm going to try and do whatever it takes to make my one page, two page, three, four or five pages as good as they can possibly be. And, you know, that's that's what we got from people. Um, all those changes we suggested were all, I think, basically said, yeah, we'll see what we can do. And people, Fantastic. that's good. you know, where mm, we said, yeah. where we said, actually, we like this, but could you cut it down a page because we're, we're pressed for space? And pretty much everybody we asked that we didn't ask too many people that but when we asked they said yes um, yeah. i think i can do it and you know that's what happened so yeah so there it is we got you know as i say we've got loads of lovely people involved they've all been fantastic their work is great which i hope everybody will see in a few weeks time and um i think as well mate terrific yeah, exciting yeah, it is. And I think just to stroll back a bit there is as a student of among, among of many comics things, but amongst them is 2000 AD. I think that does put you at a good stance for it. And I know Sarah's a fan of sort of British comics and stuff like that from volume one is having that ability to tell a short story, you know, either one when they did do they have done one page strips in 2000 AD, haven't they? But, you know, having that sort of short in and out story structure like mm. you get in a future shock and stuff and understanding the way the dynamic and the way that works. I think it's important as well. And that's something obviously you're going to know from reading all these comics over the years, you know, and looking at them in detail, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like yourself, my first love was British comics and British comics, all anthologies. They're all yeah, short, uh, you know, three, four, five pages. And you've got to have a cliffhanger or a uh, shock on the last page. And we had that sort of feel to it, you know, that there was a couple of, I mean, we did get a couple of future shock, uh, submitted to us um, you know okay. uh, people had obviously been through the future shock route with 2000 AD um, yeah I mean I think it's a good it's a good skill it's why 2000 AD always used the future shock as the sort of training slopes isn't it yeah. they always yeah. say you know and that thought bubble this year they'll hopefully be back doing that again with the writers and the artists saying give us your pitch or give us your art submissions for this story um, because it is it's real. You've got to sort of uh, be very sort of precise. And There's a particular rhythm doing. to it, isn't there? There really yeah, is. I yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's finding that rhythm and being able to deliver something in a short number of pages. Because we did say the maximum was five pages for any one strip. And, we, and actually, there is only one five-page strip in the comic. Everything else is four pages or below. Okay. Um, and we've managed to squeeze in as much as we can. And we've, it's gone up. I think we're 60 pages. I think it was 56 last time. So we're 60 pages this time. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there you go. Did you want to tease anything? Did you want to tease anything that's in it at all? Just to wet people's, you know, lips for the, the upcoming release? Well, let's, let's just pick out a few bits. Uh, Pete Dory has done yep. a, a two page strip, um, which is what you know an idea of what would uh, have happened if the TV show Arthur of the Britons had been in Looking Magazine. Um, <laughs> That's got, great as well. Yeah, yeah, it is great. We've got both the Edwardsons. We got uh, Damien and H on separate yep. stories. Uh, H is um, working with some hack 
some called degenerate Tony something <laughs> or other. <laughs> yeah. Although H, is H main, up. I say H is up, but it's just gone from strength to strength. Yeah, there's the storytelling in those impressed. those panels, yeah. and it wasn't an easy one. It was a point of view from someone at almost one person, and it's um, she's really pulled it off. I, I won't ruin it, but yeah, very good. Yeah, I yeah. mean H's work is is very is spectacular and it's been it's been picked out by um none other than pat mills himself in his review yeah um yeah uh there's some you know alan henderson's in there gareth a hopkins there's a lovely two-page black and white strip by johnny and penny cannon uh johnny cannon obviously you know friend of the pod and penny is i think penny is six i think I think, I think you're right. Yeah, um, he was laughing. I was chatting to him yeah. that day, and he was saying he's treat he treats her like um, Howard Chaykin would treat one of his assistants. He just sort of shouts <laughs> at her about the art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lovely little story. That yeah, I really did like that. Yeah. Um, who else? Jason currently. Uh, yeah, there's a that's lovely strip. That's really good. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a wonderful strip by Dave Livens at the back. Dave's um, great. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also. What was the other one I was going to mention? We mentioned Gary Hill because I think you know to go back to Gary for a moment. You know, this is only his second one he's had published. I think is that right, Tony? So I think you you're know, right, man. Yeah, I think so. He's written yeah, a couple. I know he's, he's he's talked to me about a couple, but yeah, I think this might be his second right. published. Yeah. Uh, so that was great, and of course, there's also there's a um, there's a John Ottaway and Paul Moore strip, which is entirely about. What a pair of bastards they are. (laughs) (laughs) No, to be fair, you did send that to me and you sort of held your breath, but I'd seen it. I'd seen it previously. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So we are, that was one of the ones I had to clear with Tony. Um, (laughs) Can't think why. uh, I mean, there's lots of great stuff in here. There's a very, there's a very visually inventive strip called Woogle, which was really uh, impressive uh, the way that, sort of works and of course the other thing that you have to do as an editor which i found out is some of these stories demand a sort of page turn for a reveal yes um and then you've got to have or at least i had like a four-dimensional spreadsheet of where every where all the pages were going to fit in the book so that everybody could have a left to right page turn if they wanted one uh, yeah. or no I mean right to left don't like but a page turn for their reveal if they had a, like mm. a future shock ending uh, so that that spreadsheet became very complicated for a while yeah running um, orders of anthologies yeah, I mean, is a really important thing we've talked we talked about it recently V didn't we with Hidden yeah. Lives is you know you've you've really got to pace what you've got and split up similar styles yeah. Yeah. and similar themes maybe and yeah it's, it's a really important thing I think yeah yeah, yeah. so that was extremely uh, complicated and challenging but it's lovely. I mean, we've got black and white strips. We've got mostly colour strips. Um, we've got some absolutely beautiful artwork in here. And uh, we've got and the cover. We mentioned the cover, yeah, we? Well, oh, yeah, there's a certain Keith Cumber, um, <laughs> to give him his full title. Uh, <laughs> the Lord High Cliff uh, has done the front cover for us. And it's a beautiful piece of work. Yeah. Uh, again, picked out, mentioned dispatches by Pat Mills. And then on the back, we've got Susie Gander doing one of her sort of Lara Croft-type archaeologist characters uh, doing the back cover as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's lovely. that The the people just pulled out all the stops and did wonderful work for it. Um, And we got very lucky with that sort of stuff, I think, Tony. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Keith was great. 
yeah. He was yeah. so excited because I know we had a chat about it, and I said, I'll give him a shout. And he was like really excited. <laughs> just got super excited it's a great cover. It. It's actually yeah. lovely. Yeah, it yeah. tells a story, nice little story it on is. there as well. Yeah. yeah. It's a lovely cover. And he sent me quite a few ideas and thumbnails, and we talked through it, and you know, we backed and forth for a while. And then we got to this one. And yeah, it's just lovely piece of work. And I'll put the images up. Well, people who've been on the Slack have probably already seen the image and it's on the Facebook group. But I'll yeah. post this uh, again and tweet it when the episode comes out tomorrow. Blimey, let's get cool. planning already. Yeah. 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 He's already planned around this episode. Now, do you want to talk about the next thing I'm going to re- eerily re- reply to you about? What do you think? What about DUI 3? Yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm planning, I'm going to stay in the saddle for another one. Uh, I found cool. this one nice so one. exciting. Nice. So I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to well, I did say I said to you outside of Gosh, I said he's going to do the third one. If we do a third one, you went me. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. bitten by the bug. <laughs> bitten, yeah, totally bitten by the bug. <laughs> uh, we did. I mean, we've already talked about it. It won't be until next year. This will be for 2023. Yep. Let's get uh, DUI two out and um, and sell it and everything. But yeah, I am planning that there will be a DUI three next year. And if people want to start thinking about their submissions and pitches uh, and pitch me, um, you can have a long gestation period on this one because, you know, uh, I'm not going to rush into it. I'm going to concentrate now on on selling this one. Is that one of the learning? I mean, obviously, you do have to concentrate on the selling of this one. Always think about the thing you're currently trying to sell before thinking about the next one. But um, have you already sort of got a lot of learnings from this first one that are going into your next the next one you know the things like right here's the do's and don'ts that i learned the first time around well yes i've got a list already um i mean the the interesting thing was was one of the interesting things was there was that period when tony and i had pretty much accepted everything all 60 pages or you know or Mm. however many 56 pages of content uh we'd accepted all of those and then basically people had about two months to go off and 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 do it and actually produce the uh, the strips and um i you know i said to tony there's that period where i'm not i don't seem to be doing very much i'm just now sitting it's around waiting, waiting for what? stuff to come yeah. in yeah and actually i now know what i should have been doing is working frantically on the contents pages and back matter because yeah. You know, I, I shouldn't have left that until the stuff started coming in. I should have been working on that already and getting that ready. Um, but, you know, yeah, we got to our deadline and most people managed to hit the deadline. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, we, we had a couple of people who were a week or two late, but it wasn't a big deal because I was too busy frantically trying to put together the back matter. So I've learned that. I've got to be doing yeah. working on the sort of the, uh, the extra features, as it were, or the outside of the book. Um, while everybody else is working on their strips. Mm. Um, I would say to people, if they're, if they're working on a strip, you know, this is for writers and artists, um, think about your title logo. Don't leave the title logo until the end, you know. Okay. Think yeah. about, uh, you know, if you've got a new strip, you've got a new story, think about who's going to design your title logo and where it's going to go on your first page. Yeah, because um, we had a couple at the end. We're like, "Well, have you got a title logo for this?" And they go, "No." 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, but, but had they had they put the space in for it? Um, they yes, there was space for them, and we managed in you know we managed to sort them out. And Rob Jones was helpful because uh, he did, as you know, like Dan, he did some of the lettering. Dan did yeah. some of the lettering, um, and we we had space to drop them in. But think about those in up front. I think would be you know design yeah. your yeah. your title logo. Who's going to do it? Where's it going to go? Um, I mean, some editors working. Yes, Lee's face. I mean, edits work in different ways, Eamon. And I'm, having watched you, you know, some of what you've done on this one, is how, how do you want it done? So we're going to go into, you know, this one's going to come out. Hopefully it'll be very successful and we're going to go straight into the third one. Is Do you want, so the way you work at it, you wanted hitches. Um, do you then want samples of art? And then you want to be updated as it, it progresses. So say it's a four-page story. Do you want to see page one? Do you want to see page two? Do you know, how do you work as an editor? Editors do it differently, some, you know, depending on what the project is sometimes. Yeah. You so don't just send very, people away to come back to you, you know. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think this time it was basically I sent everybody away and said, come back to me when it's finished. But right. I think next time I, what I'd learn I'd learn from that would be to say, you know, send me the first page as soon as you can. Um, yeah. uh, particularly, particularly if we're going to have to find you a letterer because I wanted to get those pages to the letterers as quick as I could. Yeah. And um, I mean, as you know, Tony, we had some of the ones, it did work out that some of the ones that needed lettering was sort of like uh, turned out to be some of the later submissions and we could have done yeah. with them earlier. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, what I what we'll be looking for for DUI 3 is just like initially your pitches, if you're already, if you're teamed up with an artist, if it's a writer, an artist, or if you're doing the whole thing yourself, um, yeah, obviously, we'd like to see some thumbnails or some character sketches uh, from the artist as yeah. part of the pitch. Um, if you're an artist and you're looking to meet to match up with a writer or vice versa, then yeah, just pitch us. And we we did some matching up this time. It didn't, you know, we had a couple of people who sort of we didn't quite get the initial matches right, and then we managed to get them matched up, yeah. and that worked out okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was an interesting dance card, that wasn't it? Yeah, that was. It was, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Did you say as an artist say I like drawing horses or I hate drawing boats or whatever? Would that be a welcome sort of? Uh, if an artist was sort of saying I want to get involved, well, maybe yeah. I like drawing action or sci-fi. I'm, I'm not really yeah. into drawing the more sort of yeah. personal stories. Maybe something like that. I think is definitely yeah. useful. I would say. Yeah, you know. and I mean, one of the artists did say that to me. They said, you know, I don't do this sort of stuff. I do more this sort of uh, wacky science fiction. And so we found them something else. That's yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so but I yeah, guess, that's the sort of stuff we'll be looking for. I know one of the experiences Sarah had when she did hers is she had people who, um, when when the names, you know, when it was announced, they literally, I think it was a writer, contacted about four artists and asked to work with them. And I think it's fair to say we'll probably just have one input per person. So yeah. if you're a writer, you'll write one story. If you're an artist, you'll probably draw one story. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that a good thing to say, Eamon? And you think, you'd or? match them up. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I Don't think be greedy, I suppose. Be fair, yeah. yeah, I think it'd be fair to say that we're only looking at, you know, apart from obviously the letters, but we're only looking at yeah. one submission per person. Mm. And... We'd also, we would try, if possible, to give first dibs to people who um, are part of the community but haven't been in it yet, you know. 
Um, If there's people who wanted to submit this time or who who we had to sort of say no to this time, and they, you know, we'll certainly look at their pitches, um, trying to give them preference if we can. Um, I I suppose you're stuck in basically. Yeah, you're stuck in that thing that I refer to as the thought bubble problem. Is where you invite someone one year and have a great time with them. Do you invite them every year following? You know, it's almost that, isn't it? There's a meritocracy element to it as well, I'm going to say, Eamon, is there, you know, to a certain extent, or how it fits in the book, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're looking for the good stuff. We're looking for the stuff that fits with sort of general idea of a community anthology, a charity anthology. Uh, We'll probably, for DUI3, I'm I'm thinking we'll choose a new charity, we'll go for a third charity, but we might crowdsource that and let the creators and the community choose this time. Um, I, I think that's yeah, nice I mean, we'll look, you know, to have different charities for each one. I think that's a do as much help, do as much good as we can on, on a lot yeah. of different levels. And we're drawn yeah. by what people suffer from, and you know, yeah. people, you know, beloved members of the, you know, the group and everything, and you know, the charity. It's right for that as well. Sometimes I think right. you know. I mean, if you yeah. did crowdfunding on the next one, so you put it on Kickstarter or Indiegogo or whatever, you'd essentially have forty people like talking about it and promoting it because. Yeah, that's the number of creators on on the book and pushing it, and I, I, I don't know which way how you're going to take the third one, but I reckon that could do well if you right. If you yeah, that's a, actually a thought, I mean, oh, we haven't talked about that, have we? That's a, I know it's totally you're the editor, but it's not a bad thought. Yeah, As a publicity well, we, vehicle more than anything. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. just to get it into just to get it into other like new readers' hands. You can always have a low number because we know we're gonna we're gonna fund it anyway. But, but it's also yeah. in the, in the way that lots yeah. of creators that we know uh, use Kickstarter. Um, not pre-sale. It's pre pre-ordering. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rather yeah. than like this will help get the book made. We're gonna get the book made, but let's just get some more eyes on it. I guess that's a good way. Yeah. To... Just get into more people's hands. Yeah. And then that yeah. makes more money for the charity. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. We will. Yeah. And there's also okay, that first, that first pledge level on Kickstarter is um, donate here and you won't get anything, which you know. Yeah. Is a useful one to have for a charity project. Yeah, I'm not I'll sure how that, that stands with a charity. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Because they would allow they they'd waive their fees or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works. With Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking hate that first level. Yeah, I do as well. <laughs> yeah. Give me a pat on the back. I'll I'll wait yeah. for you from afar and you won't see. Tickle it. my balls. Just give for me a pound. five. Just give me yeah. five quid. What five quid? Five quid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even feed myself for five pounds. Anyway, now here's um, the important I question. I've got an important question, Eamon. I know every time I say this to you, you go no. Like this, this is the um, here we go. Here we you, go. You have oh. to write something for volume three. <sighs> no, I don't think so, Tony. Honestly, I ah. don't think the editor. I don't think the editor should put something of their own in I'm, I'm with the uh the alan mckenzie sort of 2000 can we have a letters page where you no. reply to them then can we have a little bit of a tharg input from you in some way we do could you know what I mean? we yeah. could do we could do the made-up letters yeah we could do the yeah the yeah <laughs> you could send in some of your reminiscences and experiences tony i was on this That'd bus be lovely. and yeah, <laughs> sat in the back okay. for a longer ride um, <laughs> <laughs> i mean the only the way I would write something for it is if we're desperately short of material, but I'm hoping that we won't be in that situation. Yeah, I can't see that again, we will have yeah. we'll have plenty of people wanting to do a short, you know, well, I'm two, three, write, four, five pager. I'm going to write a story about Eamon. What should I call him? Eamon Holmes. He looks a bit like you, and we're going to okay. live draw. We're going to live no, draw. He doesn't. You. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very to, hairy I man. I just have to set our lovely listeners straight. <laughs> 
it's a visual it's an audio medium it's fine yeah. Yeah. visualize him yeah <laughs> visualize but uh, him. i might write i might write a story about you and then you can do some dialogue changes or just throw in the bin right He's gone quiet. I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, already as an editor, he knows exactly how to deal with you. He and knows that's not happening that. straight away. It's just Eamon's no. Yeah, I knew you'd say no to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I will going back to something we've talked about already. If we talk about your script for this for DUI two, Tony. Yeah. Um, because you've got obviously with Adam, you've got uh, Dirty Basement out at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And um, you're able to write a different type of script for a different type of comic, basically. You know, yeah, the script you wrote you for, yeah, for Hidden Lives and the script you've done, the, you know, the story, the towel that you've done for DUI 2, I think is the sort of, um, you know, it's a sort of personal sort of moment yes. story rather than featuring, shall we say, somebody getting their... You know, being beaten to death, yeah, beaten to death of their own uh, business. Yeah. Well, I think I'm a great believer. Yeah. I mean, I've also, I, I kind of like to write different stuff. Like I wrote, I wrote kids comics for a while, didn't I? As well, me and you, yeah, yeah, wrote, yeah, yeah. you know. And um, I think that's important as a writer. You can't just write one thing, you know. I suppose. No. Yeah. You got, which is you should apply, which is means apply yourself to a comics anthology that is to raise money for you know charity. You should a, a be applying yourself to that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but to go back to the editor submitting stuff, I would like, uh, you know, and I know Sarah would like to. She didn't really have time to do anything for DUI two, so I'm hoping that Sarah will pitch something for DUI three. Yeah, that'd be three. Yeah, it, it does we'll mean if you don't that, yeah. edit uh, number four, you're going to have to do that. That's uh, we want you contractually. Yeah, you're, you're setting yourself up there. It. If you ever stop editing it, yeah. then, and there's another you, one, you have to do something. <laughs> Let's. Let's get DUI Legacy. two out. There we go. Yeah, there there we go. Go. And then, and then, and then <laughs> get story about Boney Desmond. Here he comes. Boney Desmond. <laughs> Boney Desmond. <laughs> okay, draw that. We want fan, fan art of Boney Desmond. Boney De- I love that bloke. Yeah. Right. What a geezer. I would say the other thing is for people pitching for next time. It's a perfect band a four. So you have to do. You do have to think about the sort of you know the spine doesn't lie flat so if you're for instance yeah. i would say although we've got away with it i think with johnny cannon's story but i would say don't do double page spreads because they don't really work okay. in a perfect but, band yeah. book and also right. a4 requires more panels per page don't forget that it's not like an american yeah. comic we can get away with three there's, there's yeah. a lot more bloody stuff yeah. to, to play with isn't there yeah yeah space wise and on the slack group and on the facebook page you can find the templates that we used that Sarah created for DUI one and we used all those they were very helpful I mean I would say you know shout out to Sarah she was very helpful yes, about she? Um, getting me all the f- files and everything I needed uh, Dan was extremely helpful Rob Jones did the, the lettering and some of the design work for us yeah uh, Simon Russell was a very helpful guy as well Rich at um, Comic Print in UK he's been Giving me lots Brilliant. of advice, and you got a cracking um, introduction as well. We got forward from Vince himself, uh, although you know, talking about deadlines, we d- we did have the joke that Vince was writing the forward for DUI three. <laughs> this is funny, because that's, the the fir- that's the fir- that's the first time I've fucking heard about this. <laughs> well, you didn't. It don't fucking matter, mate. You marked your card. <laughs> <laughs> you do it for four. 
<laughs> I'll do you it for fun. <laughs> I tell you what, a trick. Uh, I'm writing a forward for a book. It's, it's you got have an angle to come in. It's a tricky, tricky thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. I've never done it. Done anything like that before? So I think you're good. I think the mixtape thing you talked about. I think that was a really lovely little opener. Yeah, you know what I mean, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's an easy, easy way to do it for the first one. Could just talk about the origins of it. It's easy, yeah. you know. For the I, second yeah. one, like you say, no, it's I, more I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, I can't talk about that again. He's bloody stolen that one. <laughs> yeah. And it does mean that all three of you are in the book. Yes, uh, that's yeah. lovely, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which means it's worth a lot more. Half as much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there are signed copies from the ACP available, and then if you uh, <laughs> if you uh, want a proper copy, uh, yeah. uh, if you want a proper copy, that's slightly more. Yeah. yeah. How do you go about organising like the release of something like this, like sh- scheduling it, figuring out where, when, and how? Still, sort of being formed there, isn't it? We were just literally just talking about some of the places we're going to sell it and stuff. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're basically anybody who's going going to a convention in the second half of, of this year um who's involved with the book we're hoping we'll have we'll take one or two copies and put them on their tables if they've got tables so like tony i know is on a sort of convention tour uh, <laughs> alan henderson's got a table at thought bubble and we're hoping you'll have a couple there i'll be at nottingham comic con hopefully have it there um birmingham ice uh the one that's at edgebaston cricket ground i'll hopefully have it there oh, so anybody that one are you yeah, and anybody who's going, you know, anybody who's involved in the book is going to be tabling anywhere, including Bam in um, Vince's backyard. Um, yep. We'll hope, you know, I'd, I'd let me know, and we'll give you a copy or two to have on the on the on the table, and hopefully be able to. Uh, so I mean, we talked about way. we talked about a sort of hard release, you know, like doing it as an event, you know. Um, but we yeah. decided it would just be, I think it would just as well to just launch it online and see, see who buys it, you know, on day one, which is obviously the biggest selling day normally. Yeah. So, I mean, the first, the first sort of trip to the post office will be every creator gets their comp copy, hard copy first off. The online right. store, which I've been tinkering with, but the basically the big cartel, um, which is on the back of the book, DUI comic dot big com. that will be up in the next week or two for the basically for the pre-orders um, and you'll be able to buy it there i'm guessing it you're going to do the digital on... and the physical release at the same time you're not going to pre- yeah digital yeah. and physical okay. at the same time um it will be on the acp slack it will be on the acp facebook group and um, we'll be you know those of us who still tweet will be tweeting about it so you'll find out when you can actually get hold and order yourself a copy and like I say, you'll know that when you're buying a copy, um, three pounds from every physical copy goes to the charity and all the digital sales go to the charity. So, mm. you know, you're doing really? good works that way yeah. as well. How do you, how does that work like with giving copies to, you know, um, people to sell? You know, how, how do you sort of factor well, in? Well, I prefer to buy them. So it depends on who you're giving them to. Some people will just take them to sell, then return the money. But um, I think sales at conventions are so uncertain these days, I didn't, I'm just going to buy a load. And then return the money as I sell them. I think Tony's going to do it that way. Yeah, um, yeah. Some people. I mean, does that. Yeah, speak to me. Uh, I've go- I'll give you an email address in a moment, and we can sort something out if you're tabling anything in the second part this year. Yeah, just be realistic in the amount you think you're going to sell, and you can. Eamon was. I'm sure. Yeah, it's only going to be one or two copies, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah I think so with it. With, I mean, we're used to these small press things where certainly the stuff I release, 
probably 50% of the sales are in day one. First, well, first 48 hours, I think, mm. are sort of 50% of the sales. You know, just mm. people hear about it, you know, and then they buy it straight away, generally. Yeah, yeah. So we should be able to tell to start with, you know, first few days, how well it's doing and how many are going to be for yeah. different conventions as, as the clock ticks down, you know? Yeah. There is always that initial gambit of, like, how many should I get or not? And you, you never want to be caught yeah. short, but then you don't want... <laughs> boxes and boxes of the stuff yeah well, i think the it. nature of reprinting stuff these days i mean i i use mixum other people use um cpuk or it's called you know i think you can get it turned around in a week with a reprint these oh god days. yeah yeah so quick. yeah because yeah. yeah. you're doing low numbers it gets done digitally so it's like just gets banged out quick yeah yeah i'd do it straight away with hidden lives and it was four days later i had the new books you know it's a bit like that oh brilliant brilliant it's, and Hopefully we'll be in that situation with this one that we want we'll we'll want to reprint, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Um, yeah. What are you going to put as a prize for the digital? I mean, have you decided all? Uh, I think I've just put three pounds, and you get yeah, uh, yeah just about three pounds, and it goes straight to the charity. Yeah, so yeah. Sure. I think yeah, I was going to say three ninety nine, but I think three pounds is good. Is yeah. there still copies of uh, issue one if people want to buy them? Only digitally. The digitally. Only okay. the digitally. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and I've got one for uh, I was going to basically do it. Yeah, you got the digital, which on um, Comic House, uh, DIY mm-hmm. ones on Comic House, and it will be also be up on the uh, on the store here as well to get a digital copy if you want to do it that way. Fantastic, cool. big cartel, uh, yeah, yeah. user friendly. I would I would say if I was you, get it, get the app as well. That's brilliant because okay, every time you I'll get a sale, that. every time you get a sale, your phone pings. You think, oh look, another sale. That's good. So you it's can have which will make. So you could have four things on a free uh, big hotel one. Is that right? Yeah, I think four that's items. right. Yeah, four right. items. Yeah, yeah, and it will make a change that my phone is pinging at something other than Tony's WhatsApp messages uh, or him, like yeah. you know, which or are, him which actually phoning me like some yeah. freak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were deep into James Herriot vet country last week for some reason. I don't know why, but you know. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Uh, didn't we? You're a fan. Yeah. A big fan, yeah, of, of people having their arms at the back of a cow and Sunday. Oh, that one, yeah. You sent me that sex yeah. toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dear uh, Lord. Dear, yeah, where do we where do we take this now, Dan? That's what your neck of the woods in it, Vince. <laughs> Just <laughs> made it in the country. He can see a field. What the <laughs> fuck has happened this week? We'll just He lives nowhere near the... Yorkshire. I'd like to point that out. Uh-huh. But yeah. <laughs> Um, that Tony and I sent it to a couple of, of uh, and Sarah did as well, to a couple of comic people to get some pull quotes for the back cover. And yep. we got some very complimentary reviews as well, didn't we, Tony? Yeah. So did you want to name them, dude? Or? Well, I sent it to John Wagner, uh, who gave us a nice little pull quote for the back. Um, Sarah sent it to 11 O'Clock Comics, and they mentioned it in dispatches at the end of their last week's yeah, episode. In your travels, they do at the end of the show, and it was it made the it, show yeah. this, this week. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and we're hoping that they might do a full review when they've actually got a physical copy, because you're going to take some yeah, copies so over to them New York at, for them. Yeah, bear in mind, it, yeah. it was an Okloska last year. Oh, then, no pressure. And their little awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> we're hoping for an Eisner this year. It's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, John Freeman from Down the Tubes was very complimentary, and again, he's on the back and then, of course, the great godfather of uh, British comics, Pat Mills himself. Yeah, who um, sent the loveliest, and he was very review. Yeah, he sent yeah. like a really long review, which you had to cut down for the back cover. But yeah, he, uh, 
you know you know sometimes you send these books out to people and they go oh yeah that looks nice oh yeah lovely package of stories you know with original yeah. content you think yeah whatever you know but he'd, 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 it was almost like an, <laughs> it was almost yeah, like an essay it wasn't it we got back yeah. yeah yeah we put the full reviews on uh, the slack group and i've also sent them to a couple of the creators who weren't who aren't on the slack but who were mentioned in dispatches by uh yeah. John Freeman and, and by Pat Mills. So, yeah, John you know, was that great. Was really nice. yeah. yeah, John literally said to me, "When do you when do you want it by?" Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, future guest, by the way. There you go. Been good. And pass. So that's it, really, basically. Mm. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah. can't so wait to see it. It's it's at so you've had the proof copies and it's at the printers imminently. So yeah, there's a couple of tiny things I want to just slightly move around. And I'm just talking to Rich at uh, CPUK about about that. And then basically it will be going to full print. And then uh, uh, the next thing that will happen is all the creators will be getting um, a message from me to ask him for postal addresses, um, apart from Dan, because I know where he lives. Uh, And (laughs) the (laughs) drone... That's the drone is hovering overhead. The yeah. webcam's open. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's that's what happened next. And I'll be sending out. Hopefully, hopefully, it won't be too long before the creators actually get a physical copy in their hands. Uh, and then the digital store will be up as well, and it'll all be happening. And yeah, uh, yeah, very exciting. The, and well, you know, yeah. So don't also no, also forget this is for this is for um, cancer. Was it cancer research? Isn't it UK? Cancer research mm. UK. Yeah. Now. Um, you can buy a copy and you can donate at the same time, but you can just donate. So, for example, um, I always pay people I work with. It's just this little rule I have. And um, I work with Helena and Helena said, no, donate my fees. So I donated the fees to the charity. So you can just donate as well. Don't forget that. Um, I'm going to say if you do, and it's something to do with the community in the in DUI too, then let us know and we can sort of mark it up and, you know, it'll be on the... the uh, the meter for how much we've raised for it you know but you can just donate as well we've got we've already got uh because we've got a little spreadsheet for the donations we've already got i think over 150 pounds of donations already yeah um for cancer research uk i mean there was i you didn't go to qvention vince but there was something (laughs) weird going on at qvention money changed hands between Cliff and Tony, and that ended up being a donation. So you know, we had a. I don't I had know a bet. what it was. Uh, it was just a bet. I had a bet. I betted him that um, Neil Gaiman used to be a Scientologist, and he wouldn't have it. And then Cliff's daughter looked it up. <laughs> he was so he gave, he gave me a tenner there and then, um, which got. Oh, it was over. as simple yeah. as that. I yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. For you. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there we are. There we were thinking it was something to do with you know writing on the bathroom walls in that pub. Yeah. Um, Controlled but, substances. <laughs> Camagra. Yeah. What was that thing we were looking at yesterday? Camagra, wasn't it? Camagra. Yes. So what yesterday, well, we was basically we were outside Gosh Comics in Central London in Soho um, yesterday because it was a big signing. Um, with John Wagner, Brian Bolland, and Mick McMahon, big 2000D signing. So um, I was standing in the sun for two and a half hours, baking, waiting for I this, you know, queuing for the signing. Oh. Tony went for a quiet drink, but he did come and join us for, a, for some of it. And of course, Gosh Comics is right on the edge of um, Dirty the old Soho, <laughs> yeah. Dirty yeah. Soho, which is now mostly cleaned up Soho. Yeah. But there is one shop directly opposite Gosh Comics, which advertises a range of um, supportive 
uh, herbal <laughs> remedies, um, one of which is called Camagra. Yeah. Um, so we were we were speculating. Did it on, work you know, in the end? What Did that you try it? Or? It, yeah, so far. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for it to wear off. But you know, um, <laughs> get some ice out of the freezer. Stick a couple of pizzas either side of it. That'll work. It's fine. Yeah, it's been twelve hours. Yeah, cooked or frozen. <laughs> don't look up the word. Don't look up the word priapism. Okay. <laughs> oh God. The more He's you know, medically trained. He it's all right, knowledge. Vince. It's a medical term. <laughs> yeah. Might explain a few things, Vince. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. I don't know how I feel about this week's show. <laughs> well, just you. remember, wonderful today. creators. Well done. You know, Sarah Harris, who kick-started this whole thing, started it off. Thank you to Sarah and all the wonderful creators who've been so sort of uh, helpful and supportive um, of this novice editor as we've uh, hopefully nearly there. We're actually, you know, getting the book into people's hands but this was just practice for next time you're going to properly go hardcore on people's asses and their comics next time yeah it's going to be a bit of that yeah get what is me this pictures shit? of spider-man yeah just screw it up and throw it in their faces when they bring it in you know that sort of yeah. thing Let's keep posting that gif from miracle on 34th street with a whip <laughs> 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 Good. So you're uh, off and running, guys. Number three's on its way. So hopefully, yeah. Where can people find you to find out more? Where can they add you now? You know, to find out more. So uh, duicomic.bigcartel.com will go live in the next week or two, and I'll put it on all the channels. Uh, if you're interested in DUI three, or even in finding out more about DUI two, we've now got a new email address. I've changed it. I've, I've had to set up. I thought I'd set up um, a new email address because I was using the podcast email address and it was getting confusing. Right. So the, it will be duicomic3 at gmail.com. So that's duicomic, the, le- uh, the number three, at gmail.com. Easy as that. And that's a new G- uh, address for the next issue or for any qu- you know queries about this issue. Real. Uh, and that's it and tony and i will say nice things about you you know in our editorial meetings <laughs> they're not really mean you just sort of you text me or they you just turn up outside gosh find me and show me something on your phone and go well yes <laughs> i did that as well yeah we did that as well i said that you can, reading glasses on you have to look at this and yeah um, and then as i say like some sort of freak of nature tony will actually ring me up like you know <laughs> what are you doing i'm so old school i want to yeah. get a proper phone on my desk at work so i can pick it up and speak to people yeah you know, right what a like the bad man. phone cool aren't they? cool that's when was the last time anyone did that i know i'm bringing it back <sighs> oh god um, you, you hang up first. You remember those days, yeah. eh, Vince? You remember those uh, days? Sitting on the stairs, you know. Yeah. 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 Classic. No, you hang up. No, you can go. I, no, you hang up. That's how can we I finish. speak to your daughter, please, sir? That's you know, like that when you ring that's up. How, that's how we yeah. finish the, every week when we're recording the show. No, the screen just goes blank. I'm still sitting there ex- with expectation on my Until face. Until the next week. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I can only imagine the horrors of what teenagers send each other through. Oh, God. It's pretty similar to what you like, send is on the WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. 
It's been a it's been a bit of a butcher day for the WhatsApp today, right. isn't it? But then it's been then it's the country's in a sorry state as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> if they're sending, <laughs> <if> I'm sending. <laughs> you send me pretend porn. It looks good. Looks good. Oh, and it's not even porn. Yeah, I like to kind of yeah tease me. <laughs> tease. Like Chakademus and pliers. Oh. Cheese me. Cheese me. Cheese you. Oh my word. Yeah. I'm <laughs> listen to that song the same way again. <laughs> you listen to it all the time. Imagine you bogling about your house. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That, that's my uh, an, an answer sort of message. Yeah, <laughs> that's my cheese ringtone. Me, cheese me. <laughs> cheese me, baby. Until I lose control. <laughs> like, like I do every week of this show. Like today's, today's pod. We've <laughs> yeah. been uh, mean to Vince. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we bullied him remorselessly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I've made a note of it. If you feel um, sorry for Vince, and you can ring him on 07932. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because that's not my number. Thank fuck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. But speaking of podcasts, uh, Eamon, how, how yes. are things in the mega city neck of the woods? Good one today, man. Listen to it on the way home today. Good. Oh, right. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, we've done Thistlebone Book 2, which is a folk horror um, yeah. From 2008, the Tony, the first one on it uh, last year. Uh, yeah, Mega City Book Club, the podcast about 2008 and British comics in general. Um, as Tony knows, I've had a bit of a sort of glut of episodes, so I've been weekly over. Yeah, the you've gone weekly, haven't you? Recently, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a couple more of those, and then it will drop back to two weekly. Um, mm. We're coming up to episode 200. Uh, nice. I was recording an episode yesterday before the gosh signing. I did a, a recording in London um, about an obscure comic from Battle Picture Weekly that will be coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah, the podcast, the podcast about the galaxy's greatest comics still continues. Um, you can find it at megacitybookclub.com. And I've also, like Pokemon, I've now collected the full set because I've had all three hosts of the ACP. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, yeah, as, yeah, as, yeah I've yeah. been a guest <laughs> on the mega city book club we've had um tony's been on a few times dan did martial law and Vince, yep. you did um death wish the yeah, um, yes. the british comic yeah and, yeah. and frankenstein yeah. and bernie wrightson's frankenstein you know oh, yeah. where will you find where will you find a comic that talks about the british you know a podcast talks about the british comic death wish and Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein yeah, Ace Trucking and Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, a yeah. Exactly. great episode. All yeah. the great episodes. I, I, like, yeah, they've I been good, man. regularly yeah, no, get yeah. schooled on stuff by like, listening to it and, and realise how little I know on some stuff. Yeah. I was listening to your one about I was into your one about Bullet, I think, which was last week. Last week, head, yeah. yeah. And I, what struck me, and it's, you know, it's never occurred to me really, I haven't so maybe just thought about it, is the fact that um, T.C. Thompson don't put out any archives. Great yeah, one. I'm... I've, mm. There's been a couple of uh, commando archives, right? Uh, yes, I got emailed yeah, about Douglas Smith and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But DC Thompson have got this huge back catalogue, which for some reason they choose not to mine or package or you know resell to people. Um, mm. So yeah, we were talking about a 1970s comic called Bullet, a rough, tough action comic. Looks for boys, cracking. I've it looked it up to get some on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it came out literally. It came out the same week as Pat Mills' notorious action comic, but of course, action comic was the one that caused all the fuss and controversy and was 
yeah. torn up on television by Frank Boff, um, <laughs> who turned out to be an entirely spotless. Um, yeah, moral luckily, character. very moral and ethical and, person. Yeah, Frank yeah. and Nesta Boff. Yeah. Yeah. And Bullet, for some reason, although it did the same sort of stuff, the same sort of Dirty Harry, um, Trouble on the Streets of Britain comic, somehow managed to dodge all the. Uh, the media first, but anyway, so that was last week's episode, and it's got Ian so, Kennedy yeah, art been, in it as well. It it's got cracking. lots of Ian Kennedy art, and of course, you can never, you know, you can never get enough. Exactly, yeah. of Ian we Kennedy. Fucking buy that kind of uh, media exposure nowadays, could we with comics? No, 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 yeah, no. But I loved, I'd yeah. love to buy collections of all that, man. And you know, um, Warlord was DC Thompson, wasn't it? You know, Warlord, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Star Blazer. Like Star Blazer as well. Yeah, another so one. Sitting there, like, they put out one collection. It's got two stories in. Yeah, I don't no. know how many they went out to, but like, there's fucking loads. What of do them. you think like, that Grant Morrison wrote for Star Blazer as well? You know, there's all these people. Yeah, there's some yeah. big names yeah. in there. I Definitely. Mean, I mean, so that's the that's the sort of beat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've got this like huge catalog. I mean, why do you think DC Thompson just choose not? They to put out Brune's archives, don't they? Is the other one they do? I think. I've got yeah. a couple of like hardback Brune's books. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, there's usually a Christmas brew. That's it. Book, yeah, I think. Yeah, there's like an anniversary. Okay. One, I think yeah, yeah. It can't yeah. be a rights thing, surely, because presumably they'd have all that sewn up. Maybe they just don't have clean, clean enough copies, and it's too expensive to get it done. You know, it's almost. Mm. Yeah, it could be. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Original artwork's probably done a walk, and they've got this sort of bog paper, you know, versions of it, maybe or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It is Who knows about these big publishers? They're all weird. <laughs> yeah, always thinking, exactly. you know. I can never work yeah. out their, their strategies at all. I just don't no. Mean, no. I, I, I work I mean, for one and I don't understand them. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rebellion in 2000 AD and the IPC back catalogue, they some of their decisions are still, you know, strange at times. Um and you know, they're well known for having slightly uh, you know, their interactions with their fan base at times seem a bit odd to people like <laughs> Me, yes. but, always, you know, hmm. there you go. Wanted a collection of Finn. Yes, well, that's coming that now, doing. isn't it? That is coming. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, isn't it? I mean, it's about to come out, isn't it? Is I right? believe there is one coming of that, and I think Pat Mills has been talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, fantastic! That was that was held up for ages, uh, but yeah. Um, Feel free to DM yes, Finn. everyone when that comes out. Okay, yeah. we'll be on there. You, you've got stuff as well, like Escape Magazine and Deadline, and all these sort of, you know. All the Marvel UK stuff that came out, the weekly stuff, and I understand understand some of the Marvel UK stuff is is the the licenses for stuff isn't understood. I know Des said that. I can't remember if he said it on the show or off mic, but he was mm. saying if he's created it for Marvel UK, which was a separate company who owns, you know, there's all this sort of mess going on, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's part of it. What yeah. happened to all those characters like Motormouth and all that stuff? Well, they've Marvel. reappeared in Marvel about ten years ago. Then they did. They sort of brought them back. For like a Doesn't that reassert the, the the copyright on it if they've Yeah, but there's right. different stuff than that. The early Marvel UK stuff where um Des got some Captain Britain and Black Knight stuff done. He's he was yeah. saying it's not certain who holds the license for that stuff as well. Oh, and okay. also you've got the Miracle Man, Marvel Man stuff, which was a mess for yeah. years, wasn't it? You know. Yeah. Was, I was talking to I'm talking about the Bo Jeffrey saga with something at the moment and all this sort of stuff. There's there's the stuff that comes out of that and the original stuff that was done for Mighty World of Marvel and the Daredevils and stuff like that. There's, you know, yeah. I can't imagine it's easy copyright wise. Fuck me, that age you horribly trying to deal with that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how you can start doing that. It's like yeah. a full time job for an office full of people. And a lot of creators just got fucked off with it. 
you know, you know, the biggest example of that being Alan Moore is just fuck this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't make a movie. It's too much pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, yeah. like John that, Freeman, it? who we've mentioned, has done quite a bit of work on his Dan the Tube site about who owns what in the sort of history of British comics, isn't he? He's yeah. got a, a sort of resource there that you can go and have a look at for some of this stuff. Yeah, but, yeah some of the um, there's that know, some story of the about, reprint on. Sorry, is it Odoms? They created it. They tried to yes. create a universe of superheroes at one point, didn't they? And then, yeah. then someone bought it, and it turned out they didn't have the rights to sell it. And it's all like just madness, you know. So complicated, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, interesting. Well. Yeah, but You're the, uh, the Mega City Book Club is uh, is uh, a great resource for learning about British comics. I've learned loads mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Well, it still keeps going. And um, there's another podcast, uh, A Handful of Dust, which is my Sandman-based yes. podcast. Is that coming back, you were saying? It's coming back because, obviously, uh, on Friday, Vince won't have noticed this because um, because the Predator movie dropped on Friday. But on fr- <laughs> Friday, Netflix obviously started the Sandman TV series. Uh, so we're coming back to talk about the TV show. Um, although there might be some Predator talk as well, Vince. Good. I was talking to my son about um, Sandman. He said he's watched the first five or something, and he was saying it's really good. He really liked it, yeah. actually. I really like it, yeah. Jenny's, yeah. Got, Jenny's got some more critique of it. That's my daughter. Yeah. Uh, so I do a podcast with my daughter occasionally as well. So um, that's oh, yeah. coming back. A handful I of dust. I watched one of those, uh, you know, they have like the variety or, you know, when the, when a new show comes out. And uh, there was Neil Gaiman talking about a Sandman series. And I thought, okay, right. Let's. I, I clicked on it thinking, let's see how much he doesn't mention the comics you know when you know when a creator moves into movies and all of a sudden the comics don't exist anymore i thought let's see if this happens and he was all about the comics all the time in that that's good yeah and talking about like like the artists and the creations and the the comic books he talked about like the characters from dc that obviously that they use and it's it's it was fascinating stuff and i was like it made me want to watch it more as well because i was like yeah fair play man do you know what? Do you know what it makes me think constantly? Is I wish we still had Vertigo. Yeah, that's yeah, what it makes yeah. me think about. Yeah, yeah. What a spawning ground of great ideas that was. And and it's being like like strip mined, isn't it, for TV series? Yeah, mm. yeah. Because yeah. Vertigo, um, a lot of Vertigo series. I know this is a strange way to look at it, but it was almost like they were the best TV shows that weren't on TV, like in I comic agree. book form. Yeah. You know, they weren't like, just they weren't just pure ongoing, were they? No, they had yeah. a start and a finish yeah. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were wonderful in the way that like the arcs were structured. Were like in this day and age, like a like a streaming TV show. Do you know what I mean? Like eight, nine issues to an arc and stuff like but that. But not written for that reason, which no. made them all the better. No. As exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. It just. Yeah. What was the last? Oh, I miss them so I, much, man. What was the last I Vertigo think... series that came out? That, that, oh, I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. Mm, don't know. <clears throat> um, well, that's quite need... recent, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I think that days of strip mining TV shows to make Netflix, or you know, those kind of things, uh, are coming to an end. Yeah. I, I don't think that's yeah, kind that, of. Yeah, I mean that 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 company. Um... Maybe on its ass anyway, Netflix. So, uh... Well, I think, um, haven't Netflix just done a deal with Dark Horse? Yeah, they really? Yeah. Yeah, but I think that, that's right. But they, they end up just spending a lot of money. and then it's BPRD a... series, baby, and, that's what and then we want. They can, and then they cancel it. And don't, don't be surprised if it's like they put loads of money into the first season and then like, nah, we're not going to do enough. Just, uh, yeah. I know that's pessimistic, but that's the, that's the world of streaming we live in. They're just spending a lot of money yeah. on things that 
And because they're short attention spans, it seems like the executives have short attention spans as well. It's not around long enough for us to... Well, here's an interesting yeah, TV and TV and movie-related question. If you can have sex with a woman, any woman who's been in a science fiction or t- TV series or movie, who would you have sex with? <laughs> oh, God. I was, I was just about to say an answer then. I thought, no. I don't I'm going to give you my answer. Here we go. Perfect. That Nova from Planet of the Apes. You know the one? Linda Harrison. Gee. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't talk, does she? A sexist oh. would say. Yes, yeah. you spoilt it. Yeah, you, I mean the thing is, Tony, you got to be careful. There's only so many times you can say that joke before it just becomes something that you say. Bit known for, yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about the personas we have on the show and how people take them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> And yeah. I turn around and Tony's sh- shoveling his way down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get bored in my head. Yeah, Tony I has told you before the, the thoughtful, generous, thought-provoking, sexist pig uh, of the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke I like to tell at Nobrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, do we have any shout outs this week, Tense? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. that's nice. I don't think I do. I yeah. do. So first one's off. a talking point actually, so I'll save one of them to last. But my first okay. one is Old Man Grey, a horror comic from Stephen Ingram. It's now live on Kickstarter. I backed it. I'm a long term fan of Stevens and I subscribe to his um Patreon. And he's an always thoughtful, always interesting creator. I think it's well worth looking. Old Man Grey on Kickstarter. I think it's got a couple of weeks left to go. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember this one. Cool. Um, After the Robot Apocalypse, um, that looks really good. This is a comic created by a guy called Keith Hopewell. Um, Sarah, speaking of, how many times have we said Sarah asked this week? She gets another shout out. Um, She um, put it my way. It's created by a comic fan who was a street artist who's always wanted to do comics, and now he's put put it into a comic. And it's got that sort of um, um, energetic style that you get on street art, you know? But it looks really good, and it's got a sort of sci-fi bent to it. And my last one is one we're going to talk about in a second, so I'll see what else anyone else has got. I've got a shout-out for the uh, Coco Comic Con Lancaster 2022, 13th yep. of August. Uh, two more Lane Lancaster LA11QD. That's more this DL, week. Visit That's this week. Coco Comic Con. Oh, of course Coco. it is, yeah. UK. Uh, it's Facebook at Coco Comics, Instagram Coco underscore Comics underscore Publishing, and Twitter at Coco Comics. Go yeah. check that one out. Yeah, if you want, to, uh, and cool. also if you want to learn more, just check out our episode a couple of weeks ago with uh, Matt Simmons. Yes. Yeah. Um, one more, the Penguin. What next? That's got twelve days to go. Of course, it's because it's um, Ali smashed his numbers on that one. But it's uh, you need a perfect yeah. book. To sit on the bog and read. That's the perfect one for you. And he doesn't mind me saying that because the last time he sent me a copy, he sent me some toilet paper along with it as well. So. That is genius. <laughs> that, that's genius. Also, I wonder how long it is before we get Penguin toilet paper. You know what I mean? Because the, oh. the way. He, can he's, have, like, he loves. He's each, a branded man, isn't he? Each sheet he's got a, a t-shirt different panel. Do you know what I mean? Huh. <laughs> it took yeah, me ages yeah. to realise that one sheet meant something else. <laughs> um, and the other one is the Brew Gooders Beer and Comics Podcast Anthology. Um, uh, they're a they're a they're a Facebook video podcast that have done a comic. So good lads, put their money where their mouth was, and they've done a comic. So they could do with a little bit of help. Although they they did a two month numbers on that, so it's got forty two days to go. Currently at forty-one percent, so get behind that. I've backed one as well. I'm just pledging yeah. to that now. Good man, because I've had you on the show. Yeah, you've been on the show. Yes, I've been on the show. Good stuff. It's a total different beast when you're uh, on video. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> weird, isn't it? Yeah. What? Um, have you got any shout out, Simon? 
Um, I've, well, I've, I've certainly I kickstarted or I backed Alan Henderson's uh, latest Penguin. Like you know, when I saw that. Uh, no, just shout out to all the 2000 AD people, uh, all the fans who stood out in the sun yesterday at Gosh Comics, and shout out, I guess, to Gosh Comics. Yeah. putting on the sign-in. Mm. Um, okay, you know, that was a massive turnout, wasn't it? What a turnout. I think, I think they were surprised at how big the turnout was. Um, and we were talking about it afterwards in the pub. Yeah, all the way down the street. Um, and we baked in the sun waiting for them. And we did, we did talk about it afterwards as to whether, you know, there's any way of... Because I don't think many of us actually bought books from Gosh for that did they we'd all brought the stuff with us but anyway yeah, yeah. shout out to all the 2000 AD peeps yesterday standing in the sun and then we had a bit of a meet up in the pub afterwards Tony and we had a we had yeah. a, a scoop or two as my family would say <laughs> and you got you got a bit chatted up by the barmaid in there I'd like to point out Eamon. yeah it's a <laughs> um, only because you and I were at the bar and the barmaid was talking and you and I looked at each other because neither of us understood a word she said um <laughs> I think there's a point when the, the piercings start to interfere with speech that you should probably should stop. Shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And other things, obviously. Such yeah. An, yeah. Such a pair of old men. Old I blokes. Can, I, can, I can already <laughs> picture the scene as the theme tune from Lass of the Summer Wine is piped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pushing Eamon down a hill in a bath. <laughs> and, uh, uh, no, you're in the well, you're compo. You're in oh, the bar, true. Tony. Come on. Yeah, I am compo. I love this. I love that. <laughs> and so, Tony and, I, Tony and I are that gear of people, blokes who think they put a flat cup on and they're thinking peaky blinders, but in actual fact, it's last <laughs> yeah, summer. Last summer. summer. <laughs> 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 Thank oh, you guys. Oh, um, the, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, did you have any V? Sorry, Bones. Uh, no, oh well, um, BAM um, oh, yeah. sort of like is happening 22nd of October in Comedia in Bath. Um, stay tuned for more information over the next couple of weeks. Maybe a poster coming soon as well. Good. Nice. Um, oh, saucy. Uh, the other one I wanted to bring up is the announcement that Mark Miller made, this obviously friend of the show. Yeah. Um, not only is his new books are really good as well. I'd say I'm really enjoying his you know, Magic Order and Prodigy and all that sort of thing. Really, really great stuff. And he's he's had a couple of big announcements this um, the last two weeks, including the fact he's got Pepe Larez on um, one of his new books, who's MVP at Marvel at the moment. I've got to say, he's Nick Tim, and he good boy. Um, but he's also taken some notice of the extreme pricing on comics at the moment, and he's made a point of this. For those who are on his mailer, you'll see um, hmm. he's he's pointedly gone for the fact that comics are overpriced and as a man who's in the position to be able to do so i know everyone can he's decided he's going to experiment by putting out the new series um, called nightclub with uh juan and ramirez um for one dollar 99 um so it'll be the usual size comic usual length comic but he's going to experiment for putting out 199 so good on him yeah so yeah. I would say get if you're in the position to get in a comic shop and buy it when it comes out, please buy it and show support mm. for this attempt to try and bring comics down and thus sell more. Um, um, I I would also say that, and it sounds like madness coming out of my lips, probably to a lot of people that would be like, oh, but they, you need to make money. Blah, blah, blah. One ninety nine needs to be the standard, or a lot of titles are just going to die. And more people will hopefully buy it. So yeah. the only thing yeah. we need to do is get people to realise that comics are that cheap. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. everyone goes, oh, I can't, buy, I can't afford monthly comics. Well, this one you maybe can. You well, know? I say kind of 
thing of like the the reader the readership slowly contracting so you put the price up because there's less and then more people leave so you put the price up that way leads to the end like you can't follow that strategy to can you it, it won't yeah. work there's and like, you're not yeah. bringing in new readers yeah and I mean, if one person buys a comic, like, what are you going to charge them for? You know, a million pounds a comic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just don't work. Yeah. Yeah. And if, yeah. if they, they, the fact is like, well, you know, it costs more to print comics, like paper stock and stuff, which I understand. But why, 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 why have your digital prices also sawn up? Sawn up? <laughs> yeah, they that's got, a good yeah, point. They, they got yeah. nothing to do yeah. with paper, so... Yeah. Yep. This is ridiculous. I know we meant about the thought of fucking buying a digital trade paperback for the same price as the physical one. What? Oh. <laughs> Don't get yeah. that. You know how I, um, I feel, oh, girlfriend. Yeah. I, I've I, got to hear that my recommend, like, I know you, you bought this for me, Tony, like, it's essentially the same price buying it on the Kindle. That's right, done, okay. I don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. It's cost me a thousand pounds for your birthday present. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> the thing that we asked him about when we interviewed him, though, D, as well, which sort of just occurred to me mid-conversation, is we need to get comics out in front of people. Mark's tied in with, you know, he's employed by Netflix now. Hmm. It would just be lovely if there was just a little tab on Netflix where you could go and read the comics about the uh, TV series they're running. TV I mean, shows, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jupiter's Legacy's there, isn't it? Like, there's so yeah. much there. That's, you know, Umbrella Academy, you know, the Star Trek comics. There's all sorts of things, you know. Um, hmm. Yeah, it would be lovely, but, you know, it's a pipe dream, isn't it? Hmm. It's not going to make they, them they, any they money. They could quite easily, like, I know um, the Disney Plus, they've got, like, the extras for things. You know, on top of like, yeah. it's, it's almost like the DVD extras. Oh, I used to love DVD extras, but you know, you, like like you say, that's the way to incorporate it. Like you have your series, yeah. and here's the extra things, like the behind the scenes documentaries, the comics. They, they are linked to this, that, and the other. That's the perfect way yeah. to sort of do it. But it's too much work, and they're too busy bringing. I think the Doctor Strange TV to us. Oh God! I don't think the Doctor <laughs> Strange new Doctor Strange film had any extras that actually were about the comics. No, I don't that's a shame. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. Would have been would have been a nice like be nice to see like a documentary about especially when, when there's a Steve first or someone, a yeah. first film about the character to have a, like just an I don't know half hour hour documentary about like this is where the you comic can get came with from. 10, 15, 10, 15 minutes of a character history of kind yeah. of yeah, yeah I think the problem with Master of Kung Fu and things like that would be counterproductive because they go that looks so much cooler than this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all the Paul Galassi artwork and it's yeah, like, he's a spy yeah, in yeah. Hong Kong. Mm. He's not a Pokemon <clears throat> collector, whatever the fuck yeah. he is in that movie. <laughs> My son had the uh, Fortnite game <clears throat> open, and they put all the Marvel skins in there again, and it's got Shang Chi in there. I was like, mm. "Fucking Tony would hate this." Yeah, <clears throat> I think I said himself. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Tony's always playing <clears throat> Fortnite anyway. So uh, I don't know what Fortnite is. Why does it, it take two you, weeks to play? Yeah, it's two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, do you play video games? No, no, I don't understand. I, I, I don't. I, I know there is a Fortnite thing. I know there's a Pokemon Go. I don't. No, I don't do any of those. Um, mm. Can I mention a cheap digital comic, which is Saga, which is one pound twenty-seven a month digitally? Oh wow! Oh, yeah. which, from start to, from the start, you mean? Because well, I know it I goes think, down a bit, isn't it? After it a while, goes, yeah. But if the latest issue is one pound twenty-seven digitally. Oh, that's I, great. Get, I get those digitally. Because I, I think I'll WhatsApp to you about this, Tony, about how, you know, a Marvel or a DC is £3.19, I think, or something like that, digitally, yeah. a month. Whereas Saga is one twenty seven. So, again, one of the best comics out there at the moment is also one of the cheapest. But it's oh, good. Yeah. And I know, I know we always moan about Comicsology on Amazon. They still haven't sorted out subscriptions. 
It's right. you know, it's I'm gonna, I'm gonna six rant, months. I'm gonna rant very shortly about. about oh right, okay, okay. We'll okay. Get, we'll, okay. We'll, oh, well, I'll leave you to it. Then. We, we, See, we, we can get in. We can get into it. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm very much enjoying apps though at the moment. So I use the Marvel and the DC app, and I read I read books I would definitely wouldn't have bought. You know. I've moved my. I've had a shuffle around of my subscription, so some of the books I usually buy physically, which are just ridiculously too expensive now, I'm going to be reading on the apps. But we do need an image comics app. That's what we need. There's a Marvel and DC. We need an image one. That would be lovely. I I basically bit the bullet and like I I wanted to buy the the comic that I'm going to recommend. Um, Okay. I thought, oh right, I'll just go Comicology. I've still got the app. Went to buy it, and I, I posted about this earlier on, on the social media. But I, I went to buy it, and then it just uh, a message came up: "To remain in compliance with Google Play Store policies, you will no longer be able to buy new content in the app." Yeah, yeah, it's been what? like that with um, my my iPad for a while. I've got to go to the website, buy it, and then go back to the app. It's horseshit. It anyway, right, so okay. I've been doing that. I, I that happened to me two or three years ago, and it just put me off using it for a while. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to use the app, and I had to have a very truncated way of. Not well. First, getting the comic, and then figure out how to fucking read the thing. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of which, it's time to recommend some lovely comics to you wonderful <laughs> people. And as always, the guest goes first. Eamon, what would you like to recommend to our lovely listeners? Uh, so I'm just going to do the one because we're you know we've I've gone on a bit. Um, I have got the first two issues of Public Domain from Image Comics by Chip Sadarsky. And I think he does the whole thing. He's written it, drawn it, lettered it. He does oh, okay. the whole thing. Oh, wow. And in the physical copies, it's it's there's a there's one page of ad on the last on the inside back cover, but the rest of it is all solid comic. And I think Tony and I were talking about this yesterday. I think this started as something called a Substack, which is a platform. Yeah, I, I sign up to his free Substack, but there's a there's a, a way you can pay for an extra bit, and I think you get comics that way. Yeah, right. So here's a platform that's sort of come waxed and waned before I've even figured out what it is. But anyway, um, so <laughs> public domain is about a family. Uh, uh, the dad is a comic book artist, and he was the artist on a famous um, comic book character who's called the Domain. He's a bit sort of Captain America-ish. Mm. And basically the plot is, the, this. I don't know if you're familiar with this one yet, but the idea is, that it's become a multi-billion dollar movie franchise. And of course, the artist isn't getting any of that money. Um, But then the family discover a piece of paper that maybe suggests that actually the artist does own the character. So it's about creator's rights. It's very sort of, it's very sort of Stanley and Jack Kirby because the artist, the dad, he's still alive and he's got his drawing table in the basement, which of course was very Jack Kirby. Yeah. He had his, you know, his drawing table. That famous one, yeah. Yeah. And there's an interesting, one of the interesting things about it, I mean, I, I quite liked it because I think Chip Zdarsky, uh, I, I liked his crossover series. Um, I'm trying to think what the other one is. His recently. Batman at the moment is really good. Right. I'm and so I've chuffed also, with Batman at the moment. It's really good. I've also jumped on his Daredevil because he's just... Yeah. Started a new well. Daredevil, and I'm on that. Um, but he's obviously interested in the whole issue, of the history of creator rights. But one of the points they make is, and it made me sort of, sort of think a little bit about Jack Kirby, which is the two sons sort of never saw their, their father because the father was always in the basement at the drawing board. 
And we know that Jack Kirby, Tony and I have talked about this on his podcast, the other one mm. that we can't mention, um, that, <laughs> you know, Jack Kirby had this incredible work ethic. He was always, he was always thinking, I've got to provide for the family. I've got to be drawing. And even when he started to develop hand and eye problems, it was always, you know, I've got to be at the, the drawing board. And so these two sons, they're a little bit messed up because their dad was an absent dad because he was doing all this stuff. Um, anyway, so that's The Public Domain by Chip Zdarsky um, from Image Comics. And the first two issues are out now. Oh, nice. I must get on that. Yeah, cool. Nice. Who'd like to go next? Nice I've got two. Shall I book in? <laughs> yeah. In? Sure, okay. okay. First one is by a friend of the show. Well, it's actually by two people, both people we know. Um, it's a comic about it's Jet Wash Trampoline, a comic about decisions. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a collaboration, but not perhaps in the way we think normally of as collaborations in the sort of the normal world. But uh, it's by Gareth Hopkins and Sean as a party. Four pounds, good price, twenty pages, full colour. As is typical with Gareth, he twists what we think of as a regular day, you know, everyday collaboration. And what he's done in this one is he's taken a load of discarded prints by Sean, who's an artist and a comic maker in his own right as well, and by using paint and coloured inks, he's drawn over the top of them. And adding to that, he's what he describes as smashed-up text designed to flow and stutter and tangle the reader's experience. He's written um, little panels of words, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, it's, it's a bit more... As we all know... Um, people haven't listened to this before gareth does abstract art as comics which is really interesting this some of his art some of his comics don't have panel borders some do this one does so it's split up by panel borders and in it is the drawing over the top of things that have already been drawn so there is a a, there's almost a context to some of the shapes and not to some of the other ones and as is common with gareth it's like i I compare it occasionally to looking at a cloud and seeing a shape of a kangaroo in it or something you know it's it's almost like your eye adjusts it forms its own narrative by looking at something does that make sense to anyone Mm, you you almost create a shape create perhaps a story as you're bouncing between panels or there's a whirring and a, a movement and there's something going on in these panels because of this sort of abstract nature but what he does is he also uses short phrases um, some of which I've written down because they made me laugh. Um, cryogenic barbarity in the middle of the street. Um, headbutt the altruist. Spinal tooth measured decay. Unholy washcloth. Eyeball rejected notion. So it's it's clever because in the same way that you're looking at these images that appear in the panels in sequences and you're trying to coherently in your mind, your mind is trying to make sense of it and trying to make shapes because it's in the form of a comic, which we're used to reading the, you also do the same with this almost abstract use of language in it. Um, and you begin to emote narratives through those through those phrases. So anyone who says um, spiral tooth measured decay, it has a strange structure to it where you begin to think about a spinal tooth or a tooth on a spine. You know, there's, your mind actually makes stories up with you when you're doing it. Um, and it gives it this just extra dimension which is unlike any other reading experience you're going to get in comics at the moment i genuinely think that um the art is in color he doesn't always work in color he works in black and white and he you know has does have various ways of working in this abstraction that he does um and but it's it's not strong slaps of bright color as previously there's almost a there's like a watercolor effect to some of the pages and stuff you know it's a gentler sequence and i think the the dark edges of the panel borders make something make something to it as well something different 
Um, I keep saying this about his stuff, and it keeps. I find it very affecting when I read it. I, I ha- it, it impacts me. It has an emo- there's an emotional content to it that for something that is, you know, in words and in in art, something perhaps it shouldn't do. It does. It does manage to do that to me. And the the subtitle, the comic about decisions, also twisted my melon. I mean, you think why? Why are the what are these decisions? Why are these decisions? Are they artistic? Are they personal? You know, there's a poetry to Gareth's work. I know you said that before, Dan, haven't you? Um, yes, definitely. Was you, you, it was your writer of the year last year, wasn't he? I think. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Gareth's stuff. Yeah, and I read this stuff, and I think, oh, um, I think this might be my favourite thing of his so far. You know, it keeps it keeps becoming my favourite thing. But I think part of that is they're all very good. I just think he puts you in the moment. You know, you concentrate, and a good comic. You remember the pages, don't you? You remember the images and what's burned into your retina. You're taken out of your real life and into the comic world. And and he does that with this in just a very different way. Um, sometimes also there's a slight lampooning and satire and j- twisted. He, he's saying something, you know, a little wink occasionally with these phrases. The cover's great. It's a just the word Jetworth Champerly and, and the credits drawn over the top of an, a piece of what looks like classic artwork, you know, portraiture that he's also drawn over the top of it. And he has it, or there's almost like a, and then the, the writing of Jet Wash Champlain is in bright pink. There's almost like a punk aesthetic to it. It's almost like um, a punk album cover, even. It's a really like striking that. cover, that one. Yeah, I think it's one of his best Rainer. ones, actually. Yeah, yeah it's certainly, it, you certainly wouldn't forget that one, you know, get mixed up no. with other ones or anything. Um, yeah, so get on it. Um, I put it on the EOC Slack when I was thinking about it the other day and a lot of people said well this is the sort of thing i've really been looking for you know from mm-hmm. american marketplace type thing so you can go and get your copy at grthink g-r-t-h-i-n-k grthink.bigcartel.com his, his website is grthink.com you can find him on twitter at grthink and you can also find him on patreon um yeah you get a page a day out in the sluice yeah. moment is coming out um which i'd really recommend good. following gareth if you, you like his work because it's yeah. kind of just it's there every day it's brilliant yeah and um, along with the very reasonably priced comic, I got a um, a piece of original art from him as well, which is oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, excellent stuff. Yeah, so that's my first one. Jet Wash Trampoline. What a title, eh? We were we were joking. I think he said next to you, didn't he? Yes. At um, Qvention, uh, and any, anyone who said anything sort of fairly ran- random, I was going, yeah, write that down. We we're going write that down, Gareth. Another title for comic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a gent. As he's, well, got a uh, he's got a two page. He's got a two pager in Dior. By two, which is called Levitating Warbike. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. There you go. He just has the best names for things. It's just amazing. Yeah. Good. Uh, uh, shall I go for mine? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I got Judge Dread Control, uh, a collection of uh, books from 2000, strips that ran in 2008 by, uh, written by Rob, Rob Williams and art by Chris Weston. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I was Both great, great Dread creators, I think. Yeah. I think Rob Williams I, is. He's a great dread writer. Yeah. When I was reading it, I feel like this feels like dread canon. I know it all is, but this feels like it's it's worthy of being in there. Do you know what I mean? I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to have to get back onto Dread because the whole idea of him aging as the comic goes along. And in this, I think he's like in his 60s, but as they've sort of like treated him medically, he's kind of operating at a man like half his age. But uh, obviously I've missed a lot of stories and in, in one of these he's uh, lost both of his eyes and he's got implants and the person he goes up against hacks the implants and basically makes him blind in their uh, their clash 
Uh, I'll, I'll read the little uh, blurb that comes with it. The psychopathic SJS judge Pin murders officers that fall short of a standard, and Judge Dredd is in her sights in this collection of strange stories featuring flesh-eating clegs, hijacking ape gangs, and out-of-control war robots reprogrammed by insane accountants in tales running from deadly serious to outrageously funny. All from the pop the contemporary art, Dredd writer, artist teams, Rob Williams and Chris Weston. It's funny, uh, it does the one of the stories in there, it feels like it's written by like the, the, the Twitterati, you know, that kind of mob. They work <laughs> right. out in the, the, the accountants side of uh, the, the justice uh, department. They, they say, well, it cost crime costs us this much money per day. What we're going to do is if citizens don't commit any crime, we'll give them this money and it'll work out cheaper. And dreads like, Oh yeah, I don't think this is going to work. And they're like, no, no, it'd be fine. And then obviously it goes absolutely fucking tits up, like <laughs> as, you, as you know it would, because instantly people start robbing each other for their their chits to say that they've not done anything wrong. And right, just, uh, that's like, right. Um, I remember this. Yeah, another mini block war kind of kicks off because of it, <laughs> and uh, it, it's really well done. Really, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think I'm going to get more of them. Because I mean, uh, Weston does it about once a year. I'm going to say, Eamon, does he? Does a dread yeah. story roughly? Yeah, he does. Yeah, and he's just—it's fantastic. He is now. He's absolutely stunning artwork. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not surprised it takes him that and long. And Rob Williams are great. Yeah, great. The the shots, like the crowd shots, it's like every one of those people is a person. Like he's drawn from the ground up. They're an individual, and it's the same to behold. It's really well done. So yeah. in the story, there's kind of been some occasionally like this huge apocalypse style event rolls up in the, the dread title and in this one basically most of mega city one the population have been wiped out in this sort of like zombie rage kind of virus event is that is that correct that's why it's, it's i'll not can't remember the name of it because i can't find the blood it book. was after day of chaos the, yeah yes. the chaos bug yeah which right. was yeah. uh yeah a whole thing uh, another I... one of john wagner's um decimate the population of mega city one yeah yeah of course i actually think dread's made up of like almost like tentpole stories. And then you mm. get the sort of, there's a lot of stories that happen in the wake of them. And yeah. then you get also like little filler stories between that. It's almost like, it's a weird one because it's sometimes event driven, sometimes not, you know, it's, it's an interesting one. I felt the same about that one. And what was the previous one? Was it pin? I forget the name of it now. Uh, yeah. Pin is the name of the judge, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Judge. Yeah. What was it? Is it Justice, the one before this? It did, it did say somewhere. I've and the, is, what's it. the one that's, is it Citadel? That was a good one. That was another the one. Citadel was, was the one people were looking for yesterday from that's John it. Wagner. But that's um, that's Dan Cornwell, of course. Um, yeah. Your yeah, it's lovely. Friend yeah. uh, oh. and art <clears throat> on art. Yeah. The SJS always kind of make me laugh, as in, like, you know, that Mitchell and Webb sketch, like, Are We the Baddies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got, they got skulls the on their uniform, yeah, and then the the reflection in their eyes is always SS. So it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that dread Give though? Away. Isn't that kind of dread? Isn't that? Are they yeah. lampooning the lampoon? Are they satiring the satire? You know, it's almost a bit like that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's such a core tenant of uh, the character in the series, isn't it? The, uh, yeah. the, yeah. the satire. But it's amusing. I think we've we've said stuff about this before. Is the fact that when you had the fatties in the eighties, yeah, yeah, it's like oh, came fuck to, me, yeah, that, that came to pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Croydon, what? Yeah, it's all bombing around on the mobile scooters and 
It's, it's not not saying oh, if oh, good or ill. Here we go. Here saying, we go. I'm just saying. I like, said the worst thing. Here we go. <laughs> I'm saying like the 2080 saw that coming down the line, and I, even yeah. at times like that, that's never going to happen. Yeah, like, belly wheels so. about five years away, aren't they? Let's face it. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. Good. I can say that now. I weigh half half what I used to. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't make the most outrageous comment of the show. Uh, the show's not over yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, still got time to go. Uh, the the, yeah. the age tough. joke fucking was still the. The what? Sorry. Don't bring it I, back. I someone man. contacted me. Someone contacted me about that joke. Said I've got one, and it was like, yeah, that's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> I, I, bet I bet it was Ottawa. I bet it was Ottawa. No, won't name the person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. What have you got, right. V? My recommendation is the second issue of Daniel Warren Johnson's "Do a Power Bomb." Oh, is the second one out? Hey, the second one is uh, out. Point. Um, there is more than two, Tony. I've seen on like Amazon. There's like because I remember when we first talked about this with issue one. Um, I bought this in Heroes. This yeah. the first issue. Yeah, yeah. We thought it might be like a, just a couple of issues, but it is in fact um, going to be more. I'd imagine more like it's like a Murder Falcon. It's another like limited series. I don't want to say mini. That you can go back but... to if you want, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but for those that don't know, this is Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, doing kick-ass action comics and mixing them with one one of his life's greatest passions, which is pro wrestling. Yes. Um, the synopsis to this is Lona Steel Rose wants to be a pro wrestler, but she's living under the shadow of her mother. The best to ever do it. Everything changes when a wrestling-obsessed necromancer asks her to join the grandest pro wrestling tournament, tournament of all time, which is also the most dangerous well, it's classic. It's going to be, isn't it? It's the wrestler meets Dragon Ball Z in a tale where the competitors get more than they ever bargained for. Um, issue two, of, I mean, that was the issue one synopsis because issue two synopsis is quite short. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh, they didn't. It was just like one sentence. I was like, oh, okay then. Um, it's just a, it's just another home run for Warren Johnson. Um, much like Murder Falcon, Murder Falcon was his love of kind of over-the-top, crazy, anthropomorphic um, manga, anime concepts mixed with heavy metal and also a deeply personal story. Um, If that was him doing that, then this is that, but with pro wrestling and uh, magic rather and lots of things like that. Um, Because the necromancer... um, sort of character in it it was, it's one of those classic ah you know here's the big tournament you know I love those sort of things it's like oh you, you want to be part of a big tournament you can bring this person back from the dead or something like that um, one thing I, I loved is um, about this issue the second issue is <laughs> the necromancers sort of talk about I've created this tournament do you want to be part of it you know everyone's going to take part and, and uh, the main character's like yeah but who's winning it what do you mean well, it's wrestling, isn't it? Yeah. Well, have you figured out who's going to be winning yet? It says no one knows. It's a tournament. It's a tournament. You know, this necromancer literally thinks that pro wrestling is real, so therefore he's made a a what a, a death tournament, basically just to see more wrestling. Because well, all of his knowledge has come from like television and stuff, and he's never got the context of it. That's a so, ma- that's a metaphor for present times, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there's lots of different layers um, going on uh, um, in the first is- issue, of course, but we're seeing more of the main character in issue two. Um, I there's a there's a shock twist at the end of issue two, 
Um, that is one of those. <gasps> I thought I already I telegraphed it in my head. I, some people may not, but I just thought mm, you just kind of. I think this this is the way the tale's going to go. But read both issues and let us know um, whether you've you figured it out before the final page. But um, he knows how to drop a needle. He knows how to drop a moment. He also knows how to drop an elbow drop from the top turnbuckle because the action is fucking awesome. Plus, in issue two, there is a little more of the wrestler. You know, that old, um, you know, the the broken old-timer wrestler. Oh, the movie. Yeah, the rest of the movie. Yeah, where the Mickey that's a great Rourke, movie, you know. Where, where Mickey Rourke is like he's passed his best, and now he's doing like these death matches where they're smashing lights over e- each other and stuff. There's a character who, in the first issue, was you know wrestling in front of thousands, and now in this issue they've gone to that. They're they're at that stage of their career, and you understand why, as the st- story tells it. Um, yeah, um, this is one of my, you know, uh, go-to titles at the moment. And I love it. If if you know if you're a Warren Johnson completist, which I'm sure there's quite a lot of people who are these days, yeah. more, more and more, then definitely get on it. It's more of the same same quality. Um, and I love the layers he puts in with the action, and then just the real. I, I can tell he's gonna, like Murder Falcon, he's gonna break some hearts with this. He's he's gonna melt your eyeballs with the action, and then break your heart with the story. That's that's exactly that's what this man does to perfection. And also, he's just a super nice guy. He is. Um, the only thing, the only thing I'd say, and this is nothing to do with the comic, right? This is my um, purely my, my reading experience through Kindle and Comicsology, right? Because I had a, such a faff of getting it, and it's going into my library. It's purely also it's it's because I'm I don't spend ages going through my Kindle library and all of this stuff and looking through my books I'm not used to that yet and it was such a and, and their comic reader I read it on the desktop their comic reader is not made for a desktop okay. e- even the panel okay. by pa- even the panel by panel you've got two pages you know it gives you the spread and you can see both pages but then it does panel by panel in on one page and then it flips to the next page and does panel by it's hard to describe it but it's really jarring um, so the digital reading experience of this um, was not pleasant. I love the book, but it's now going to be one of those, I want to read the physical issue, I have to read the physical issue of this, or wait for the trade. I think it's probably going to be a wait for the trade unless I'm in, in a comic book store and I, you know, I'm, I'm like, right, okay, they've got all the issues, bam, 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 bam. I'm just going to pick them all up. Because the, you know, my go-to digital reading was just such a poor experience that I'm not going to get more like this. Um, I'm going to try. I'm going to try something because obviously I've got Amazon Prime, and because you've got the Kindle Prime reading, you know that stuff that they're always trying to shove yeah. down your throat. Um, yeah. So whenever I went on Comicsology, there's all those titles that are Prime reading, and there's a lot. Of, I know there's a lot of Scott Snyder stuff that's just been added to it. There's all of these titles, isn't there? And because it essentially works like a library. Um, I can just read them for free. It's not for free because I'm still paying for Prime. But you know what I mean. It's that um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try reading some of those. Just just trying some new titles and seeing seeing what's out there and seeing what that experience is like. I haven't used that experience for about two years because I went to, I went to read one and it says you need to return some books before <laughs> you can read anything. My, at first I thought, oh god, am I gonna have an overdue fee? Are they gonna be late fees? But there isn't, um, so you don't have to worry about that. 
But the Kindle library sort of works in a sense of like you have 10 slots. So I can read 10 comics and then then I return them and then I can read another 10. Do you know what I mean? I can just line them up. Um, so I've got some more titles. I, I won't talk about the titles that I've picked out at the moment, but um, I'll probably over the next couple of weeks I'll sort of read through and see see how that experience is. Um, but purely buying on a a new issue of the week basis, I, I don't know why it happens to me every time. I, I say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy it because it was a bad experience. Month goes by, okay, I'll try, try it once it. more, and every time it burns me. Every time it burns me, I just need to. Yeah, they've done. I can't see what they they've done anything to it. It's like, just, it's just, it's just not user intuitive. And if you no. want people to read comics, that's it needs to be because I'm a simpleton. <laughs> well, we've been over this before. They had a perfectly yeah. functional fucking site yeah. and yeah, just talking yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. But we've had those discussions. We've we've ranted about that. Um, I love do a power bomb. I it's a fantastic title. Um, so. Um, if I if I talk about issue three in the future, it may be because I've picked up the actual issue, you know, yeah. from from a comic book store. So we'll see, we'll see. But that's a that's a highly that's a high recommendation that series from me. Issue one is one pound twenty seven on. Oh, that's Kingdom. good. Yeah, yeah. The, cla- the classic, the yeah, the classic image, sort of like uh, after a yeah. month, it yeah, seems to be. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've just bought it, so there you go. Come on. Hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the next issue will be out on the seventeenth of August. Oh, good! That's good. And but in terms of the subscriptions, and you were saying about this, Eamon, oh. I'm, I'm looking at issue three now. I can pre-order this item, and that this title will be auto-delivered into my Kindle, which I haven't used for five years. Uh, and I'll be charged on the seventeenth of August if I choose to. But there's nothing in terms of subscriptions, is there? There's nothing really. Do, I, do you they, have to do that per issue? You have to do that every, every month for all the comics that you want to pick up digitally. You have to remember mm. to go and do it. They, they, it's six months now since they, you know, Amazon took it over completely. In June, they said they were going to fix all the various problems yeah. so that UK users could do subscriptions. If I, and you all had the same experience, if I go on Amazon and I order a toothbrush, it tries to set up it tries to get me to set up a subscription for toothbrushes. But you cannot subscribe <laughs> to a crazy. digital comic, yeah. which seems like it would be the easiest thing in the world. The, the and, what? you know, all the subscription... Go on. Sorry, carry on, Vince. No, no, you go, you go, you go. Well, I was going to say, all the subscription models that we subscribe to, Netflix, Amazon, Disney+, Plus. They all rely on a certain amount of, you know, user inertia, that they've got our money every month. And it's astonishing that Amazon cannot figure this out for the UK market. Yeah. It's also astonishing that Amazon and Apple and Google cannot sort out the Dan thing, which is, you know, you cannot buy through their app um, because yeah. that's a different company. And we don't like them. You yeah. know, it's just, it's nonsense in this day and age. It should be able to figure this out. And they should be able to figure out a subscription if they, yeah. you know, if they want me to set up a subscription for Underpants, but not for Nightwing yeah. or Saga, you know. Mm. Yeah. So, the interesting thing about this is, like, for instance, if I wanted to sub- essentially subscribe to this series, I need to click on the Do a Powerbomb page for the series, for the entire series. And it shows you a list of all the issues. 
Um, it's interesting that it only goes up to issue four. And earlier, when I was looking through Amazon, this it showed me a thumbnail of an issue five. So I don't know why they haven't got all five five on here. But I would need to go into, for instance, click on three and four now to pre-order both issues. Now I'd have to, but like you say, you can't. You're not going to do that for every bloody title that you. you no. it's, it's just it's too much. I just don't understand. I just love the yeah. way they sort of make it more and more increasingly difficult to buy their yeah. product. You know, yeah, it's exactly. ideal, isn't it, for a business yeah. model? Yeah, yeah. I will say though, yeah. and also, and I, I hate sort of looking at that sort of, you know, the, these this list of titles because I've just seen some synopsis for three and four, like a previews essentially. You know, like we're talking about those. I don't want really want a synopsis of the issue because it might contain a spoiler. Yeah, and yeah. just by scrolling down. I mean, I've just seen the most amazing name of a character that's going to appear in issue three. You just want those expanding boxes. That's all I think, because some people will go into it thinking, yeah. oh, I might buy this, yeah. so they'll need an explanation. But if it's an expanding box, you don't have to press on it. So you don't have, you know, I think that's the way they should be doing it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Get this, though, for issue three. I mean, if you want to get back back to the series, if you want to get hold of this series, I'm not going to spoil the title, the names of the main characters, but they... They're going to be in their first round tournament matchup with the mighty <laughs> Orangabang. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for their finishing move. That's what the synopsis says. That's going to be a sexy issue. Yeah. I'm imagining it now. Yeah. Who, who doesn't love an Orangabang? No. Um, Tony, what's your, what's your final? Well, just to disturb us before we go, um, I did a sort of thoughtful comic and now some, a little bit of horror and a little bit of manga, actually. This is by a a small um, niche manga pub- publisher stroke translator based in Florida called Starfruit Books. It's called The Town of Pigs by Hideshi Hino. Has anyone heard of Hideshi Hino before? No. Quite a big, quite a big creator in Japan. Fuck all you can buy here, sadly. Um, <laughs> very little. I, I think virtually nothing available. Yeah. There's, I think, a couple available on Kindle if, if you're lucky. Um, the Publisher's blurb reads as follows. One night under a blood-red moon. That makes no sense. It's a black and white comic. Glimmering with demonic beauty, a group of um, devilish creatures armed with axes and spears came riding into a quiet city. It's not a city. On horseback. One by one, they loaded the villagers. So these villagers who live in a city. I don't understand that. Up into cages and carried them off without any explanation. I I barely managed to escape alive. That gives you nothing. Does it really? No. To, yeah. Compared to what this comic is like. Now I've just sent Eamon some pictures of it as well, and I sent you guys some yesterday. Um, and just the cover gives you more of a load of pigs in a in a sort of pen, and it's called Town of Pigs, and it is fucking disturbing. This will freak you out. It's um, it's also a horror story with an unhappy ending, which I think sometimes works for horror. There's a lot of horror films, Definitely. for example, yeah. that I've watched with an unhappy ending, which has haunted me. You know, it stays with you, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, um, and this is what this does. Um, it's extremely unsettling, um, and I, I'm, I, I dare you to find something similar to it out there. Um, the 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 blurb from the publisher doesn't actually mention the thing about pigs in it, which I found was really interesting. Um, but what actually happens here is there's a set of demonic horsemen who I know we were talking about this earlier look like silhouettes of Frazetta's Death Dealer. Um, you know, the barbarian, either, mm. which is interesting. There's a comic about it at the moment, which is very good. Um, and they turn in and they absolutely wipe out an entire village. They they destroy it, um, flooring all the buildings. You know, it's just rubble. And I actually think the creator is talking a little bit about Hiroshima 
um in that in the same way that we got it because the artwork isn't super dissimilar to barefoot again actually and it in similar to barefoot again this also follows a young male child who is the central character and it he's this he's called kenichi and this kid you feel the sort of white hot fear in this kid as he hides in the local woods and and late later latterly in the the rubble of destroyed buildings as he's trying to escape these demonic soldiers warriors who've turned in and he witnesses what hap- happens to the whole town so he, he's got a pair of binoculars and he hides in buildings and looks between the rubble at the, you know what is these people are being absolutely tortured and killed and what's happened is a load of them are put into these massive cages and they're being fed slops you know old fish skins and you know all sorts of things and they're being turned into pigs and not even in an imaginary in a in a literal way um and the people who refuse to be turned into pigs are tortured. And it's not like, oh, they're tortured, but they they have their eyeballs pulled out and the, their scalps skinned back and they're buried alive. And it is utterly nightmarish. It is just so unsettling. It's just so peculiar. Um, the art has got a really heavy, hard, ink-shaped caricature line to it. And again, like we talked about earlier, it's, it, the interiors have got a real punk rock feeling about them. They're just real underground comics feeling about them from Japan. Everything is torture and terror and shock, but it's all seen through these really strange eyes of this child who is drawn as every image of this child. He's got his gob open and he's just scared, blind, scared of what's going on. I had a look at Hideshi Himo because I thought this, I found this utterly captivating. Just couldn't, it's one of those sort of things. I couldn't look away as I read it, you know, it's a bit like that. Um, And it's interesting because his grandfather was Yakuza. Um, and he was also a pig farmer. So, like, fucking hell, there's something that's mentally scarred this great there. Somewhere. Yeah, God, yeah. yeah. What's it Brick Top says in Snatch? Never trust a man with a pig farm. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> as greedy um, and it, as a pig. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Hideshi, he he's famous in Japan, and there's been movies made of his stuff and all this sort of thing. Um, but you could you go and find something here, I dare you. I mean, even this is sold out. If you want a copy, you'll get a copy through Gosh, and there's a couple of comic shops who've got it. But if you go to their website, they're desperately saying, look, stop writing to us. We're printing more. We're printing as many as we can because uh, it's been a real hit for them. And, they, and if you look at um, they're they're printing something, they put a tweet out yesterday saying, Occult Detective Club, Doll Cemetery, fucking hell, um, by Hideshi <laughs> Himo is due out in English in early 2023. So I'm going to definitely get that. But it's, I suppose the only comparable book i would give it in an english language style is probably charles burns's black hole but it's it's not quite as it's more cartoony than that there's a yeah it's 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 a lot it's strange in a different way i mean black hole is fucking weird isn't it you know but they both have that a nightmare in paper so you can imagine this is some just awful awful you know fever dream nightmare that Hideshi Hino has had, and he's put it onto paper. It's a one-off. It's not a continuing story. It's a single volume. I'm just looking to see how many pages it is. It's just under 200, so it's not like a super long manga. Um, but I desperately need more of him. I'm absolutely addicted to this style. It's just incredible. Um, you can go to Starfruit Books. Um, as I say, they're a US-based manga publisher. You can find them at Starfruit Books on Twitter or starfruitbooks.com. You can find them online. Um, I, I, if you're in... And, I think this is one of those manga books. If you see it, get it, because you're not going to find it again. You know, you know how we've talked about recently about how manga is just selling off the shelves, and you you try and find the first the first volume of 20th Century Boys, you won't find it. You know, and I think it's going to like this. So, The Town of Pigs, Hideshi Hino. What a book! 
Yeah, brilliant. There you go. There you go. And speaking of star fruit, thank you, Eamon, for joining <laughs> us joining us this week. There you go. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> the ACP signal went up in the clouds, and I responded. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, you're an absolute legend. Um, and remember to be on the lookout for DUI too. It's for a good yeah. cause, yep. and it's good comics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we're all about that. And we're all about all all things comics. So if there's anything on this uh, episode that you want to find out more about, or if there's anything you want us to shout about, whether it be other charity drives that you may be doing or other people may be doing in the name of comics, then please let us know. There's several different ways you can do it. You can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at the awesome pod. If you do the book of faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. There's a community group on Facebook called Awesome Comics Talk, which is full of fantastic people, as is the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack group with loads of different yeah. channels and all different types of conversations um, going on there. So please join us. Uh, contact us to find out how to jump Also, there's a DUI, DUI2 channel on there as well where you can um, talk about yeah. where you can sell the book and get copies of it and stuff like that. And I suspect once we get into the next few months rolling post the sale of this one, Eamon will create a DUI3 channel on that. There may well be, yes, sir. Yeah. Mm. I hope so. There you go. So it's the place to be, as is the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. Thank you for listening if you listen to us there. We're also on other networks like Apple Podcasts, so please subscribe. Leave a review. Helps get the word out about the show and more people listening to it. Yeah. All, the, all the great good that um, is done for the for charity, etc. In the name of independent comics that we then slap our name on and and uh, try to make a quick look. No, we don't. No, no. Um, but in all seriousness, if you listen to us on Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod, Trevor Inchmail for PM. <laughs> uh, yeah, good reference. Thank you. And this has been a wonderful show. So um, where can people find us online, etc., Tony? Uh, Neverironanything.com. There you go. Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. And you can follow me on social media at Jester Diablo, where I'll be posting all kinds of nonsense. And you can probably pitch the <laughs> cats as well. You almost uh, sung that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> where, again, can people find you, your show, and everything else, Eamon? Uh, megacitybookclub.com or email me duicomic3 at g- gmail.com gmail.com brilliant so uh we're all gonna go off had a bit have a bit of a cuddle have a horlix and slap uh, ice around my balls for for anyone that uh that would get this reference if anyone thinks that the acp um hang out together like rainbow and all sleep in the same bed yeah we do yeah we do so and i'm in the middle any dream i'm the jam in the sandwich amen we've uh saved a space for you so Come here, babe. Cozy Come up. Come on, cozy up. We're, we're going to uh, have a cozy evening and read some comics. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy. I sleep nude. Okay. And uh, uh, let's all go, guys. It's um, a bungle. Hard, yeah. hard to tell. He's nude. Hard, hard to tell. <laughs> I love this new throw you've got. Silky um, <laughs> smooth. Yeah. Um, but wherever you are in the world, we love you. Don't we, Dan? Oh, yeah. Amen. Come on, you love them, don't you? We do. I love them. I love them all. The people who create such wonderful comics. There you go. And Tony, do you love them? 
Sorry, I drifted off there, Babes. What did you say? <laughs> Do you know, one day I'll trick him into it. Um, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not the way to live your life. Anyway, we love you very much wherever you are in the world. <laughs> have, have a great week. Read loads of comics. Make loads of comics. And no matter what you do, as always... Well, actually, what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. <laughs> Brilliant. Bye, everyone. Perfectly timed. <laughs>